the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com snow pro ak your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties they know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com double shovel cider company located off of arctic and 58th handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Damn it. 
Come on, Gary, Ricky. That, Gary, that's how you start a podcast. <laughs> I, I just roll straight into it. That's right. <laughs> just go. We were talking earlier about uh, the uh, that draw tag for the muskox, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you said, hey, there's the caribou rolling through there at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that might come in handy for you if you end up drawing that tag. I hope so. And, and, and there ain't any woolly mammoths walking around. And there's some caribou. You just crack one of those open, calls them right in. <laughs> well, after your story, apparently all I got to do is light a fire and start talking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could happen. It could happen. God, man. That was spooky. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's sir. that's crazy. So there's two that walked by there. And for people that don't know, what we're talking about is a sheep hunt we went on in the Brooks Range where uh, we had a nowadays woolly mammoth muskox <laughs> uh, walk through our camp pretty much at the worst possible time and scare the shit out of us. We thought it was a bear circling us, but it was a uh, muskox, which in- coincidentally now they're opening – the tag up there yeah go figure man well yeah there's they're walking by mm-hmm. <laughs> and that one that one's later that one's like after moose hunting season i think i thought it was right at the beginning of september yeah I, I, you're right we talked about this on another pot or in our uh, spreadsheet meeting. did we put in for that but there's another one that me that and chad did you guys did okay. yeah. isn't there another one that opened up for the spring well no i curious. thought there was a double curious. yeah yeah i put in for the one off the Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the okay. one. That's the one. So the, the spring would be the Dalton also? Don't quote me on that one. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. It's got to be. Where, where does it say it's on the north side of the Brooks? Maybe could you pull no. it up? Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh. It is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. Pull that up right real now. quick. I want to look at that and just see. Uh, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 103. Today in the house, we have the mayor of Eagle River, Adrian. What up? Thanks for coming in. And uh, the salty hunter, Gary Weaver. Correct? What? Well, I see you switched it. Yeah. Persistent. Persistence hunter. Yeah, persistence. Mm-hmm. Perti- okay. On Instagram is at persistence.hunter. Yes. You know, you messed me up because I was, I was going to message you something, and I was like, where's this thing at? I Dude, was it, like. It threw everybody off. Yeah. Why'd you change it? Cause I'm he's you killing shit now. He's salty. <laughs> <laughs> the salt started wearing off. I killed something. <laughs> the salty hunter. Hey Gary, pull your mic just a little sorry, close. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. The the salty hunter. That name came from my like me ending my career in the military. Okay. I say career. I was only in there for like five years. But after we got back from our deployment. uh one of the guys, I don't know, I was on a rant about something. Some They were making me army stuff, you know, I was doing something stupid. It's like, why the fuck am I doing this? And one of the guys looks at me, he's like, you're like the saltiest granola I've ever met. I was like, what do you mean? What, do you, what does that mean? He's like, well, you're kind of hippie. You're like into the hunting and the outdoors. You're kind of hippie, but you're, you're salty, man. So I was like, well, salty. I guess that, I mean, yeah, it describes me, I guess. <laughs> but so you anyway. smile all the time. Though. Well, <laughs> well now the persistence on I'm not salty anymore. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. No, the, Staying the, at it. the name changed because I was the salty hunter talks about twenty percent of everything that I do. 
80% of it is training for what I want to do from that other 20%. Mm. So I picked up ultra running and the theory of persistence hunting plays right into it. Yep. So I just kind of saw it as a natural evolution, so to speak. And the podcast went on a hiatus. I'm going to come back at another angle. I'm actually going to get tactical about it and I'm going to come back with a plan mm. and it'll, it'll be back most likely as the persistence hunting podcast, but uh, you're going to rebrand it and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Full yeah. rebrand. The the logo. I mean, I I thought it was pretty sick, man. It had With a lot arrow, of potential. the arrows and, yeah. and the whole thing, and but it's it's okay. Change change is hard, but it's also it's a good thing. Well, it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. But well, you did a bunch, like forty nine, fifty something shows. Yeah, I think we were fifty one. I think was the last one I put up. Yeah, but I mean, I went on this streak where I had. I had guest after guest after guest, and I was I was like hitting this streak. But we weren't talking about hunting anymore. We were talking about mm. fitness. We were talking about diet. We were talking mm. about lifestyle. We were, we were talking about everything else that leads to the hunt. Not that the hunt came secondary. The hunt is why I do what I do. But why not build a brand around the eighty percent, and then celebrate the twenty percent? Mm. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. Oh, that's totally perfect. Gotcha. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, the hunt is just like the cherry on top compared to everything else yeah, that goes into yeah, it. For the sure. planning, the extra, the training, the you know, logistics, everything. Right. right. And I keep telling myself like I'm gonna, I'm gonna like let people see what I do on a daily basis. I mean, I draw my inspiration from guys like Greg McHale, from you know Cam Haynes, David Goggins, like all these dudes that do these ultra hard endurance events, and the eighty percent that people don't see. Yep. You know, me waking up at five in the morning to go run miles before I go to work. Or me on the treadmill at nine thirty at work, you know, nine thirty at night before I go to bed. Or I'm up at four thirty or five after not sleeping all night and I'm still getting in miles before I get off shift. You know? Yeah. That's the eighty percent that I've come to want to to rebrand things to focus on. Gotcha. And, gotcha. But then, like I said, but everything is for the other twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, I like I it. Dig the theory, and I feel like you can't enjoy the twenty percent as much without the work that you put in in the eighty percent section. Because if your your diet's good, your fitness, your body, your mind, your perspective is dialed, you enjoy the hunt more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a lot more fun when you're in shape, and it doesn't. It still hurts, and you still it still sucks. You know, sleeping yeah. on the ground sucks. Wet feet sucks. Hundred pound packs suck. Mm -hmm. But you're doing yourself a major service by prepping your mind. Number one, mm -hmm. that's pretty much ninety nine percent of oh, it for sure. And then physically getting yourself ready, um, it makes it easier to embrace the suck when when mm -hmm. it gets bad. So at least your your ligaments are strong, your knees good, your back's good, your your joints are good. Yeah, you have endurance. And putting on those miles, <clears throat> barring any catastrophic injury, little aches and pains aren't aren't going to bother you. Nah, you can just persevere, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. persist. persist, persist. Yes. So what like what constitutes um, ultra? Anything over a marathon. Oh, okay. so a marathon is twenty six point two miles. Anything past that, so you get point three. 
You go ultra. Dude, you're an ultra. You're an ultra runner. <laughs> right, Adrian. Yeah. See so you go ultra <laughs> run this weekend. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get right on that Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> Sunday morning. Know, uh, give it a shot. Uh, that's a tough one, man. That's a lot. It's not so bad. What's not? Twenty six. Anything over twenty six point two. Oh, man, I stopped running when I got out the army. <laughs> I lived my life by. Uh, you could be happy or you could be healthy. The two things don't intermix. <laughs> All right, I can appreciate that. And that uh, that BLT wrap over there is man, that joke is delicious. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone that came out to the jamboree. Um, as we're recording this, obviously it's this coming week, but when you guys are listening to this, um, nice. that, that event always happened. Thank you for Dustin for all the hard work that he put in for that. Um, and now coming up next, we have the winter King Derby. Hopefully people got their stuff locked in for that. Um, what other upcoming event is there? Mm, sheep the show, sheep foundation banquets right around the corner. Um, congratulations. Yeah. Anyone that drew something. As well. Yep. That's going to come out after the 17th. I think there's yeah. a... Oh You'll ask a bow hunter's banquet. When's that? Oh, when is that? That one's going to be... Oh, I should know this. We should look that uh, up. There's a Fallen Outdoors banquet on First weekend of April? First weekend of April? I believe so. The SCI is coming up, too. That's the end of April, I want to say. Where's the... Uh, you going to the Sheep... Wild Sheep Foundation banquet? I gotta see if I'm working that day. Okay. Well, you let work, us on, know, you work on the weekends sometimes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh you okay. It's kind of a revolving right? schedule. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so people that you're you're a recently new firefighter. Yeah. Correct. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's awesome. Right on, what station are you at? Station one downtown. Ooh, wow. yeah. station one. <laughs> oh My yeah. Man, I got something for you. Oh, man. <laughs> I got something. For you. My carry in my pipe. Don't say nothing. Oh, there you go. Ooh. There you go. Local <laughs> boys. Look at these Army boys making friends. Ah. <laughs> well, our, our girl, Emily, Emmy T, she's, uh, oh, what's the Huffman Station? Nine? She's nine, yeah. Nine. But and she was at one for a while. She was, and she talks about doing shift fill-ins and, mm -hmm. and the difference in um, uh, station location volume. Oh, yeah. And one, I think, is the busiest. The absolute busiest, yeah. Yeah. Is that pretty much where you cut your teeth in in the world of paramedic, um, uh, firefighter? Well, I mean, I'm sure you know, like, there's a probationary year. Okay. Where you're assigned to a captain, and they try to put you at a busier station. Okay. Um, Get your experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. it is, I mean, it's trial by fire, you know. It, you're not going to get the experience if you don't get the calls. So... Uh, I got put at one, and it, like Emily will tell you, one's hands down the the busiest. Uh, but it's nice to cut your teeth there, man. It's nice to stay yeah. busy. Yeah, makes you appreciate that's the, the nights that you do get four or five hours of sleep. Yeah. Oh whether, yeah. Whether it's continuous or not, it's that depends on the night. But my buddy works up there in the finance section, Swarner. You know, oh, yeah, I've seen him walking around, yeah. Dave Swarner? Yeah. We call him Sworn to Secrecy. <laughs> uh, we've been on a couple hunts together. He's a he's a fun guy. I hear he's pretty good at spooking critters. Spooking critters? Spooking critters. Yeah, he's he's good at a lot of things like that. He's a sneaky guy, too. <laughs> he spooks critters, but sneaks um, peppermint schnapps. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, he's an old guy though, way, man. Yeah. He's an older man. He's it's it's good that he still can get out there and do it. I don't think he's doing anything ultraish, though, for sure. Well, he's, he's in finance. I, pull, <laughs> I pulled up the banquet here. I, I didn't honestly. I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I, I've never really heard of this, and it's the 45th annual. Yeah, oh, wow. but, but I just started. Wait, which you know, bank? What is this? Alaska uh, Bowhunters Bow Association. Yeah, I I just recently picked up a a compound bow that I actually had in my garage for like three, four, five years maybe. Finally got it tuned over at full curl and started shooting in the backyard. And I've since absolutely fallen in love with playing around with the bow. And oh, ready, it gets, ready wait, to get wait started. Till you, wait till you jump down the trad route. It gets. Yeah, and I, I, I'd like to try that. I'd like to try. In fact, uh, we were talking earlier before we, mm-hmm. we hit the mic about that, uh, the ugly side of hunting pod mm-hmm. and, and, and your uh, uh, emotional debate with roller coaster roller coaster <laughs> with that experience and um it certainly is something that i feel like i need to get a lot more experience uh with the comfort level of just releasing arrows which i i don't know i probably shot five thousand over the summer but i I'm not not anywhere near ready i don't even think i'm ready to try and kill anything yet I still need to practice. Learning how to shoot a trad bow is the easy part. Being okay. being 12 yards from a black bear with nothing but a stick, a string, and a sharp, another sharp stick. Yeah, because there's no sight, right? No. No. Kind of. Well, yeah. I could, we could, I could jump down that rabbit hole if you wanted sure, to. But, sure, um, The hard part is not losing your shit whenever you're drawing back. Mm, the mental know? part. Yeah. And 14 yards is close 12 mm-hmm. yards is close mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of room for error right there's oh, yeah. tons of variables and things that can go yeah. wrong well why don't we get into that um the ugly side thing oh dive right you brought in. it up I, and I for people it. that are looking to uh listen to that podcast um it is the salty hunter podcast you can find it on apple um on it, also saltyhunter.com it, yeah right? it's, it's still on saltyhunter.com uh, it's not on any platforms right now while we're working on the rebranding. Okay. It's not, I thought I saw it today. It might, it might still, it's it, on, it's on Apple podcast. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I was listening okay. to the, the cake one today or, uh, Oh, we got to get into oh, that the, one too. The drag gear. No. Nope. Sagebrush drag Sage, gear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that dude's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. I really want to get him in here too. Um, are you going to, so you're going to take those down and, and full rego? Are you going to put those back? Well, up they might, they might only be off of Spotify. The guy, the guy that renders all the audio, he's he's kind of in charge of that part. Okay, gotcha. I'm just the idiot behind the mic. Okay, gotcha. So it's still on. Probably takes a while too to go through and yeah. delete it all. But uh, if you want some raw emotion, <laughs> that's that's exactly what that episode was. So and, and it was solo. Yeah. And you did such a phenomenal job. Um, we haven't done anything individually on our podcast daniel and i have done some stuff just the two of us which we can feed off each other laugh tell stories Mm -hmm. joke it you made it really sound easy doing one by yourself uh and and carrying your conversation to yourself wasn't well i thought it was really well done man i i appreciate that i really do because the hard part about doing your first solo episode is I mean, you can sit. I can sit there and tell you, like, oh yeah, I don't give a shit about people's opinions. But the the fact of the matter is, when you put yourself out there like that, 
mm-hmm. you're vulnerable. Yeah. And that, and that vulnerability is, is what's scary. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're the, the perception of, of what people are going to say, what people are going to think. And I don't care what strangers think. Like anybody can shoot me a message on Instagram and say, Hey man, you suck. I don't care. I yeah. Don't, I hey, don't thanks care. for your comment. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, it, it matters a lot more when somebody that, you know, comes to you, actually a friend of mine, I would, I would consider her a friend, uh, but I haven't spoken to her since college. She hit me up. So I listened to your episode. I thought it was great. But how do you continue to do this? Like how, how, like how mentally can you continue to hunt? And so we, I mean, that was just an open door of that conversation. And it wound up being a positive experience, but it could have been, you know, we were walking on thin ice, walking on eggshells for a little while. Slipped into a dark darkness that maybe would have been hard to get out of. Yeah. And, or, or you both just wind up talking in circles around one another and then it's not productive. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Do you but feel I, comfortable sharing what we're talking about? Absolutely. Okay. So the episode is called The Ugly Side of Hunting. And quite frankly, uh, it's something that needs to be talked about more. You can go on YouTube. There's 10,000, 20,000 videos of guys that are having successful hunts. There's probably 10,000 videos of just kill shots. Whatever you're into, that's, that's what you're into. But what they don't talk about is kind of that 80%, right? They don't talk about the failures. They don't talk about the shots that they missed. They don't talk about the shots that wound. Particular, In particular, this episode was about me at a bear bait site. I'm not ashamed to say that I bait bears. That That's not the issue. The issue is that I was using a trad bow that I felt confident in. I had killed a bear the year prior with the trad bow. Now I'm coming in with these high expectations Probably a little cocky. Definitely definitely cocky. Yeah. And the ego is strong. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And and this is a, a spot that we see dozens of bears. Dozens. I'm not seeing a bear is not the hard part. Um but this one night in particular, I'll never forget it, man. I can I, in my in, in my mind's eye I see it just like it happened yesterday. See it seared. Yeah. yeah. Uh this bear came in on my right. From the south side of the slope, worked his way in, and this bear like locked eyes with me. Some guys will say, "Well, no, the bears don't know what they're seeing. They don't, you know, they're not always looking." No, no, we were we were looking at each other, and he continued to come in, and then he he kind of did a little spook move where he he just bounded like two steps away from me, and you're in a stand. I mean, I'm up in a stand. Yeah, I'm probably 15 feet up. Mm-hmm. And I estimate his range at 14 yards, give or take, maybe one or two. I forget what I said in the episode. but um, About to that wall. Yeah. 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 But also high angle shot. Sure, sure. <clears throat> so your your trajectory needs to change. Your aim point needs to change. And uh, that's what I didn't account for. Uh, so left to right, my shot was perfect, right where I needed it to be. Uh, up and down, nah, that it just skinned, like just barely skimmed and nicked the skin on this bear. The top side or the bottom? Top. So I shot over the top of mm-hmm. it. So if, when you're shooting high angle, you need to bring the point of that arrow down substantially. And Almost it's just like at its stomach. Yeah. Right, well, right. no, I, actually, if on that shot, what I should have done is split the difference between the stomach and the ground. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Even yeah. that close? Yes. And the opposite if you're shooting up, correct? Yeah. Now high angle shots, 
now you're getting into like FOC and 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 the the flight of the aeropath based on how much it weighs. So, God, you could mind fucking but in general. so bad right now with that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. so you seriously start no, yeah. like, what do yeah. I, uh, uh, you know? Yeah. But uh, anyway, that bear ran off, and I heard him crashing behind me, like running. Oh, so he looped around. Yep. He, he okay. looped around to my right, and I heard him behind me. And I'm in like this little, the brand's called Bigfoot, and like the, you know, the footprint that I'm on. It's not big. It's not like I can turn around and see where this bear's going. But anyway, the crashing stopped, and. Did you think you hit him good? I thought I, and this bear had a lot of fur on him, not a single rub, like really thick, dense mm, fur. So Right out of the den. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. But I was thinking like, okay, I know I hit him high, but I think I think it was high lung. Mm. You know, I think I think I double lunged him, but it was high. Probably take him a couple minutes. Well, if I remember, you found the arrow. It had blood on it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It went through. You found it stuck in the ground. Yep. Yeah. And... And you know, I'm I'm looking at the fletchings, and the full shaft is covered in blood, dark blood. Quick question. Yep. Hold your thought. Mechanical arrowhead or fixed blade? Fixed. Okay. Yep. Um, <clears throat> still trying to learn like what all that means, and what's the most effective. I, I guess I'm not sure what my preference is yet, but it's funny you say that because I was going to say shooter's preference. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Um, I had to ask that. So you hear him in the back crashing. Yep. But then, then it stops. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's down. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a 10 mil with me. So mm-hmm. I throw the 10 mil on and climb down the tree stand. Um, and I probably gave it 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd say 20 minutes. Again, I'm trying to recall what I said in the episode. But uh climb down and I leave my bow at the base of the tree. And I'm starting to track this bear. I see the I see the arrow shaft covered in blood, and then I know the direction that he took. And I can see broken sticks. I can I'm I'm tracking this guy not off of blood. I'm tracking him by disturbances in the moss. Mm-hmm. I can see footprints. I can see they dig hard when they're running. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and he was not a giant black bear, but I mean he was a good sized bear. Mm-hmm. So and I can see him like digging up the moss as he's running, and then he makes it to this spot on the ridge, and every, everything's totally wooded. By the way, whenever I say mm-hmm. a ridge, we're not in an alpine ridge. No, we're um, this is like a Sitka forest, mm-hmm. Sitka spruce forest. So yeah, thick timber. Yeah, and we get but we get to this point where it's just a maze of uh, bear trails, and I don't have blood. Oh, so now like I've got fourteen different piles of bear shit. I've got bear prints everywhere. I have no clue where this bear is. So. I decided, all right, I'm going to back out and uh, I'm going to call somebody uh, to bring their dog. Mm. Good and idea. That, yeah, and that's what wound up, ha- wound up happening. And you can't hunt bears. or No, the, I forget what the law is, but you can you can blood trail a bear Afterwards. with a dog. I think you can track it. Yeah. Yeah, to find it. Yep, exactly. But you can't. You can't hunt with it. You can't hunt with it. Yeah, yeah, you can't use that Adrian, dog. Get a little f- closer. You can't use that dog to. Can't run him up the tree. Hunt, or yeah, you can't run up a tree or right. to stalk you can't that bear and find yeah. out where it's at. Yeah, yeah. Right. so we were just going to use the blood trail. So anyway, and that's the guy Mike Harris I was telling you about. He also is big into training oh. hunting dogs. Oh, cool! So I called him up, told him the scenario, and he's like, "Okay, well, I don't know if I can make it, but I got a guy that might." Anyway, hung up the phone. As I'm walking back to the stand, 
there's a bear on the ground, same level as me, about 22 yards away. My bow is at the base of the tree, about 14 yards to my left. He's at the bait? He's coming into the bait. So I'm walking back from the maze that Damn. I just lost mm-hmm. his first bear at. Jeez. Another bear is now staring at me, and my bow is uh, at the base of the tree. You got your bed. tent on you. I got my tent on me, yeah. So I'm, I'm not, and the bear wasn't exhibiting any <laughs> aggressive behavior. He was just looking at me. And then the bear just turned around and walked away. <clears throat> not spooked, didn't jog, didn't sprint, didn't huff. Nothing. Well, just turned around and walked he didn't away. Smell you or anything? Well, he definitely saw me. Yeah. Right. Right. But I was thinking, like, okay, if the, this bear's going to stick around. I'll hop back up in the tree while I'm waiting to hear back from Mike about getting the dog over here. So I hop back up in the tree, and then that bear comes back in. Okay, I guess this is happening, and I got the bait about twelve yards from me. Again, high angle shot. Bear starts eating. I draw back, I shoot, and I hit this one high, but I hit him solid. I hit him in the offside shoulder, and now the shaft is sticking out of his offside shoulder. So the bear was facing to my left, and that shaft went in. Picture picture somebody doing push-ups or on all fours, and a shot coming in from a high angle, and now it's sticking in your right shoulder blade. Okay, got it. And that bear took off. And I saw one blood smear. So it was more like on top right. Yep. Not exa- really yeah. like a broadside. Nope. Like angling steep yeah, down. Like okay. Down. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like in the shoulder blade. Yeah. In a sense. Exa- yeah. Sense. Yeah. So I hit the gap. I hit that that back strap between his spine and his shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. And that's where that arrow stuck. And I know it broke his offside shoulder because I shoot heavy arrows. Mm-hmm. And I was shooting a 65-pound bow. So... That bear runs off. I find one blood smear, and now it's starting to get dark. I'm not worried about bears. Like I said, I got I got a pistol, but I didn't want to spook anything, so I backed out. At that point, Mike called me back, and I told him, like, I just shot a second bear, and now that bear ran off, and I know it's not a good hit, but there's a chance I hit the offside lung. I'm going to let him sit overnight. So I hiked back down the mountain, two-and-a-half to three-mile hike, um, and then – I get back to the parking lot. And Mike says, "All right, I got a friend coming the next in the morning. He's going to come up there, and we're going to we're going to find these bears. I guarantee one of them's dead." Because so I was describing the shots to him the way I'm describing them to you guys, mm-hmm. and I still thought that first bear maybe I got high lung. Mm-hmm. But then, I, uh, anyway, but then like you know, you get back to the truck, make some food. You're all pissed off. Like I was so. Yeah, you probably didn't angry. sleep a whole lot that night. Oh man, restless. Restless doesn't even describe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, I'm just, I'm staring at the arrow that's covered in blood. Like, that's not lung blood. That's not arterial blood. Mm. With the bubbles and the... Yeah, there's no bubbles. Yeah. It's just a... Like a... At this stark. point, the blood is like almost black. Mm. So like, that's how little oxygen was in this blood. Yeah. That clots quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these bears, you know, they, they're putting on fat. They don't bleed a whole lot to begin with. That fat will close up that hole and they'll bleed internally. And this bear, like I said, he didn't have a rub on him. That hair is soaking up all the blood, too. So I'm not surprised that I didn't see any blood on the ground, but at the same time, it's like, this is not lung blood. Yeah. So, anyway, so, so it feeling. just pierced the meat. It would essentially. Be, yeah, it'd be the same as me, like... Slicing it, them open. or Not, right, not like right through a forearm. 
Yeah, like nothing, nothing critical. Right. Flesh wound. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy shows up the next morning um, with his dog, and we hike back up the mountain, and we're I'm on my hands and knees, like like this is where I found the arrow. The bear went off this way. He's like, okay, and, and then we're tracking the first bear at this point. So you brought the dog. Yeah he he brought he brought the dog. What kind of dog was it? It was. <laughs> So Chihuahua? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a funny. Pit bull. So, like, if, what I figured out in the dog hunting world, especially through my friend Mike, is you don't call them German wire hair pointers if their bloodline is from Germany. Oh, oh. So it's a for for like common folk, it's a German wire hair pointer, and I'm going to butcher okay. the pronunciation, but in Germany they're Deutsch Drahthars. Oh, oh shit. yeah. So I'm looking at those are awesome dogs, man. Or they just call them draughts. Okay, but they have like a super like they're they're yeah. Pull that dog up. We're, I'm, we're our family's looking at dogs, and I'm looking at that kind of dog too. Just pull up a German wire hair pointer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, very Scruffy. athletic. Yeah, real energetic. Yes, you have yeah. to get them dogs out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So coworker has one. Now, these. before you continue, hold on. For people that are, we have a lot of listeners all over the world, California, um, where there's not a lot of hunting going on, Florida, South America. Um, you, in all legality, were able to try to go for a second bear. Yes. Okay. Yep. Just so that you people have, know that five the quota up bears. here in Alaska for spring black bear is o- over the counter. Black bear tag, you get five. Yep, and the and the unit that I was in, you get three. It doesn't okay. matter. You okay. can shoot three of them in a day. Yep, but your limit's three. Yep, kind of like deer tags in Prince William Sound. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. for full disclosure, I notched both of those tags. Yeah. No, that's good. I was going to ask that question at the yes. end, and I and I knew the answer already, but um. Well, just for just for clarification, because you know, people just, hear that and they're like, "Well, why would you try to shoot right, another right, one?" Right. Right. But up here, there's such abundance of black bears in those areas that that's why that quota is there. Same as deer, and yep. same as deer in other states where you can and, get five and to a day. Clarify law: you have to punch a tag, even if you injure one, mm-hmm. and do not recover it. Yep. Yep. So, so once the recovery effort was done, you know, spoiler alert: I didn't find either of them. But once the recovery effort was done, I notched both of those tags. Yeah. For full disclosure. Yeah. Um, and also for full disclosure, I eat bear meat. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like I'm killing these bears, grabbing the hide and leaving. I eat them. I think yeah. bear meat is so good. That black yeah, bear, black meat bear meat is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's Just good. come to the meat party. You're going to find out. Oh, hell. Yeah. We got to invite you to this. Well, Here we'll talk about it after the show. Here come the comments. We, we got to be <laughs> eating that bear meat. <laughs> for all you haters out well, there, it, that's the only people that never tried it. Gonna get everybody sick. Can't knock it till you try it. <laughs> funny, funny story. So, friends of mine uh, went down to Colorado to hang out with some of their friends. Like they're from Colorado, and they said, "Would you be okay with giving us a couple of pounds of meat?" Like our friends have never tried it. They've never had moose, caribou, bear, like all game. the all the stuff that we eat up here that, that I haven't had an abundance of at the time. I was like, "Dude, try the moose. Try the caribou. Try here's some bear." Try the deer. Number one favorite meat, black bear. And I told him, like, make him do a blind taste test. 
don't tell them what this is because I knew my friends liked the black bear. They loved it. Blind taste test. Tell, tell them to rank them. And there was three of their friends that they served it to. Black bear is number one, like unanimously. Wow. Got to love it. Yeah. 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 So well, how long? Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. Oh no, I wanted to. Were you? I, I was going to circle back on the. I'm circling on the back story. to the story. I was curious. Oh, okay, on, go ahead. Yeah. Because I mean, we've been in situations like that, and anyone that's been hunting is going to be in a situation like that where you injure an animal, it runs off, you're going to do your due diligence to find it, and it's always a fine line of how long do you search for? Mm-hmm. How long do you go for? I mean, I remember vividly. My, one of my first hunting experiences with my dad was one of those where he shot this caribou and blew its freaking leg off. And we spent the whole day and night looking for this thing and went back the next day, and there was no way we were going to find this thing. Almost got lost. Mm-hmm. The whole but it's thing, like, right? what what is that line? So curious how long you decided your line was to, like, stop the search. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off by answering that question by saying that's a hard line to draw. Yep. Especially when your ego, your pride, um, your expectations, all of that is being crushed. Code of ethics. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Like I said, like that restless night, I don't, I did not sleep that night. If you're a hardcore bear hunter, your code of ethics cranks up. Yeah. It really does. So, in my opinion, uh, I, my due diligence for the first bear stopped when the dog stopped picking up scent. Mm. So that dog actually found another blood smear. And it was at a spot that with the fading light, I was not going to see it. I yeah. just was, wasn't going to. So uh, the dog got us on that blood smear like super quick. And I was like, oh, shit, there we go. All right, we got blood. Yeah. It's dark blood, Probably but I'm, I'm kind of ex- expecting it to be dark blood because it sat overnight, you know, mm-hmm. and that oxygen yeah. doesn't live in the blood all night. So it's a decent smear. And it was on a soft um, spruce branch. So it's like, okay, well, there had to be a decent amount of blood there for it to just wipe on this spruce branch, you know, and kind of coat it. Mm. So I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe this bear's bleeding better than what I thought. And then the dog pretty much got to where I got, where, like, the maze of trails from all the bears coming in and out, and the dog just lost it. It's too much going on there. Yeah, but then you start, so, like, talking about when do I call it, Given the evidence from the arrow shaft 20 minutes after I shot the bear, plus the fact that this bear was full sprint away from me for as long as I could hear it. Hundreds of yards away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who who knows? And pulling, like going. Yeah. and So who knows? Mm -hmm. So I called it on that bear. And real quick, if I know bears, which I don't know them well, but hearing... Other personal stories of lost kills and experiencing a couple for myself, they'll go up if they're not injured enough. It's funny you say that. Second bear, we're tracking this thing, and we find a good pile of blood, like coagulated, like this bear bedded down for a bit Mm. on the second bear. Like this a, is one that ran off with a shaft sticking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was also expecting to find my arrow shaft. I got like a bright pink wrap, and I think it, I was shooting lime green fletchings. Okay. So I'm expecting to see an, uh, an arrow shaft at yeah. some point. That broke off or yep. something maybe. Yep. Yeah, or maybe the broadhead worked its way out. I'm okay. expecting to find it at some point. 
Uh, and so we found that smear or that, that coagul- coagulated blood pile and then a smear and then a drop and then a drop and then a drop. And the dog is fine and stuff. And what's this distance between this? So from, from that coagulated blood pile, mm-hmm. which was probably 30 yards from the point of impact, mm-hmm. from where my arrow hit it, um, the first smear was probably 15 yards. And then a drop of blood at 10, drop of blood at 5, drop of blood at 5, drop of blood. And we're just following. And it's not it's not bright arterial blood. Again, it's been sitting overnight. I'm not expecting it to be. But I'm also not seeing blood spatter. I'm just seeing a yeah, drop. It's like not just bleeding a profusely. Yep. I'm just yep. seeing a drop, a drop, it's, a drop. It's clotting. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm still seeing blood, so we're gonna we're gonna yeah, go as push, far as I can. Push. Yep. And we, I don't know how far we went. We had to have been. Would you say ultra? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, as stressed out as I was, as stressed out as I was, it felt like a hundred miles. Well, and you're and you're damn near like the dogs almost sniffing the ground, crawling damn near at this point, right? Or, I'm on or, my I'm on my hands and knees. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm finding a drop is here. It, you get desperate, right? You just you you, want, you find mm-hmm. another one, and you're like, okay, I got one. Find find another one. And, and then, but then, what? You, you get thirty yards ahead, and you feel like it took you forty five minutes to get there, and you're like, I don't see blood. So now you got to work back and find that that last drop of blood, and, and then so you back. start fanning out again. Mm. So it's uh, a rabbit hole, man. Yeah, and I was tracking on my phone how far we were going, mm. and we went about a half mile, which is. It does, it, it's not a long distance as a crow flies, but when you're on your hands and knees looking for little specks of blood and a, and the dog is picking up stuff like every 20, 25, maybe 50 yards, and you're like, I mean, That's a long it, way. it takes forever. Yeah. And I did my due diligence, and I, I called that search because at the half mile to three-quarter mile mark, this bear started to go straight up the mountain. Mm. Yeah, mortally That's, wounded animals don't go uphill. Not not in a not like that. Yeah. No, right. So that brings it up. So then his shoulder probably wasn't blown out if he's still able to to climb that fucking high in that quick. I mean, he probably had a deep puncture wound. I don't. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I don't want to deal in absolutes, but right, right, right. No, I get that because they're they're tough. Like those animals, animals are. Well, and that's the thing tough. about bears. Especially bears. Bears are too. good. They will hide and suck up that pain, mm-hmm. and they will think, do that. Yeah, you'll think yeah. that's just a normal bear, and you know it's in the worst pain of its life. Mm-hmm. But it'll be just hauling ass up that mountain, dude. Yeah, the will, the will to live, right? Is, yeah, that's, is, is yeah. extremely high. Well, and they go through some pretty gnarly shit in their rut, which is in the spring, you know, in right. fights and stuff where they get bit and scratched and younger bears get torn up and right. they they're they they know pain. If they anybody pain. has any doubts of what these bears can go through, just look up the Katmai National Park bears. Right. <laughs> Seriously, like over at Brooks Falls, and I've seen this firsthand whenever I was out there, those bears are massive and they fight. Oh, and man. and oh, you'll brutal. And you'll see bears yeah. one day that yeah. are all hunky dory, fish are running, and everybody's getting along. And then the you know the run will stop, you know, for the evening or Tensions for the, get for the high. Oh yeah, and now they're fighting over mates and territory and this and that. And you'll come the next day, and they'll have like these gnarly meat hook gashes in their chest and their face. 
shit that would kill us. Yeah. And then they just walk. They're just walking around. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter to them. In yeah. <laughs> It'll heal. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it's matter. It's a battle wound. It's that mere yeah. flesh wound. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at that point when the bear started to go straight up the ridge, yeah, that was, that was my due diligence. And that's whenever I called it. Yeah. And also by that point, we had been tracking bears for six and a half hours. Yeah. In bear country. Yeah, in bear country. Oh, sure, on sure. my hands and knees. Right, right. I didn't. Sl- I might have got a couple hours of sleep the night before. Yeah, you know, I'm not in my right mind. I'm stressed out. I'm pissed off. Emotional. Yeah, yeah. And um, in that podcast, in that episode, I talk about me and that guy walking down the mountain, and I'm trying to ha- carry on a cordial, happy, joyful conversation with him because he's a nice guy. He's a fantastic guy. I mean, he drove from Anchorage down to my bear site, which is. Not close, not far, but it's not close. Yeah, yeah. Took time out of Took his. Took out of his, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And Gotta he, appreciate that. Yeah, and, and he was happy. He said, I'm happy to get my dog some, some training because he moved here from the East Coast. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, she's, you know, she's a great dog. She's only attracted a couple of bears, but she knows exactly what to look for. You know what, man? I'm, I'm just glad you're oh, here. Yeah, I mean, this is better than just me doing it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm just, I'm super appreciative of him being there. But carrying on that conversation, walking down the mountain was not easy. Yeah. And I recorded that episode. I've probably been stewing and chewing on those motions. I think it was August when you recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think about that. A few months. Yeah. I and that. I could, I, like I, I play the image in my head, but I couldn't tell you what date it was. I think it was first week of June, maybe. Sounds about right. So you're real active there after Memorial Weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I've been chewing on those emotions for six weeks or so. You know, reliving and, it, yeah, rehashing it, yeah. talking to yourself about it. Yeah. So the the premise of the episode is the ugly side, and the ugly side is you second guessing your choices, you second guessing why you do this. But but I think that's that's a natural part of the game. You know what I mean? I agree that it should it, it, be. It's that comes with the territory of hunting. It does. I mean, just like that question you proposed earlier as to when do you quit? Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a true. And I, I've actually been sitting here thinking about it because it's actually a pretty good question. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong answer. No, but mm-hmm. it's it's up to that individual, yep. and it's a matter of when do you. Ethically and morally, when do you feel that you've done enough to say I've tried everything I can as a hunter to find this animal mm. that I've injured, whether it's mortally or not? Yeah. So I'm not leaving a wasted animal out there, right. or if it's injured, like now the bear can't I, I fend can, for itself. Right, or, right. Yeah. I can go ahead and finish what we were doing. Right. Right, so I think the like like you were saying the ugly side of hunting. I mean that's that's part of hunting that a lot of people don't understand. Right, you see what you see on YouTube, like you said, of the kill shot and the high fives and everything else. People don't videotape or they don't record it or they don't post it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, it happens, the, but they the don't show. The ugly it. side, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody that goes out to hunt does not come back with something. Mm-hmm. And anyone that goes over years and years, this same exact story is going to happen to you. Yeah. At some, some point. point. At some mm-hmm. point in time, right. either to you or to your partner, whoever you're with, going with, 
It's going to happen to you. And then you'll be the person deciding. Right. How long it is for you. So right. the, the situation sucks. Like there's, there's no way around it's it. I hope, I hope nobody has to go through it. Like I truly hope that, but that's not realistic. At some point you're going to wound something and it's going to get away from you. Yeah. And it's going to make you rethink everything that you're doing. And like I said, yeah, because that it takes the fun out of it, man. It does. Hunting should be fun. It's supposed to be in your mind. Yeah, yeah. That sucked. Yeah, and then you're like, wait a minute, what? What, why am, do, I, what am I doing? Yeah, here? why do I do this? Yeah, you, you almost want to. You almost think about hanging it up, right? I yeah. was just thinking crosses that. your mind. You know, you, you think about you you shoot that whitetail, and you know, whitetail they they're they're gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. boing, they, boing, 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 boing. yep. And the eye, unless there's a blood trail, the odds of finding those are slim to none. Right. And then if you can't find it, you're sitting there thinking like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I just shot that thing. And I don't know where it's at. Yeah. It's either injured or it's dead. But irregardless. Irregardless, I'm not holding. I'm not harvesting that meat. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. I'm not going home with that. Right. Yeah, and that, and that's, that part I could I could be okay with. Like, for example, if I shot the bear, I wound up finding it, but another bear was eating it, you know. Or chewed on it or that, something. Yeah, that's right. a totally... I'm yeah. okay with that. Nature is going to happen. It right. sucks that that's how it happened, but nature is going to happen. But what really sucks is whenever I cannot say definitively that I was the one that was coming home with it. Right, right. And I can't definitively say that this bear was ethically and morally taken out of the population. Right. And that sucks. God, it yeah. sucks. It, did it survive? Did it not survive? But you know what you, it does do? It makes you try harder on that other 80%. It does. It makes you be mm. more prepared for the next mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It makes you maybe practice those angle shots a little bit more, um, or at least be able to do the math a little quicker, um, things like that, where you now that's in the back of your head for the next time or all winter. True, true. It's life. just a matter of not letting it affect you and having the the ability to get past that portion. So, it's also funny you bring that up because in the second solo episode I did, mm. I was recapping a 58-mile run that I completed. That's ultra, ultra. I'm doing a 100-miler this year, though. Oh, shit. What Triple do they call ultra. that? God, that's that David Goggins shit. Right miles, they call, they the Goggins? They call it shit. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah. It's called a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> my knee hurts just thinking about that. So, Cut my leg off. Yeah, d- during the 58-miler, um, I came up with this thing. It's, it's, it's cheesy, but it, it works for me. There's a difference between I won't quit and I don't quit. The mindset of I won't quit, I can give you a task. I can say, it doesn't matter what it is. Hey, man, go clean the shit over there. All right, I won't quit on that. But I don't quit as a philosophy. I don't quit as a lifestyle. I don't quit is what gets you back in the game, is what makes you grind harder at that 80%. Like I said, it's cheesy, works for me. I think it's great. I mean, you probably left that situation once you got past the – Okay, I still want to hunt. I still want to harvest. I still want to adventure, but I got work to do. Mm-hmm. I've got to practice. I've got to get that trad boat back out mm-hmm. and get in the backyard or the range or wherever you go. I need to practice these angles now. 
because you because you killed something the year before. I did. She came in like, yeah, fucking do this, chest, yeah, man. you know. And then now you're almost back to square zero. Dust yourself off and and get back at it. And I got back, pushed back to square zero to the point where I went and bought a compound bow again. Oh, you hung it up for a minute. You hung up the trad bow for a sec. I I haven't shot that trad bow since. Oh, mm. and it's not for a lack of being passionate about it. I still mm. love it since this incident. Since this incident, you should okay. mount, you should mount it. But here, well, it's a sexy bow. <laughs> <laughs> he still polishes it. <laughs> Actually, I bought another one on top of that, too. Okay, okay. Uh, now it's jealous and shit. But, like, if, I, if I'm going to break things down, I started shooting compound before I started shooting trap. And you know what? I was a self-taught dude in the backyard. I, you know, J-Bear has that range. I was shooting at the range at work every day. Of course, I was – yeah, I wanted to be the best shot of my group of friends. But let's – Let's get fucking serious about this. Like, if, if you're if you're gonna be, call yourself a bow hunter, you got to be an archer first. Mm. Mm, well said. Yeah. So That's let's pick right. up let's pick up a compound. Let's get some fucking fundamentals. Let's break things down. Did you go to a professional. I uh, Tyler Friel. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit him up, and whenever he's gonna start opening up lessons, I want I want to record myself. But again. Uh, you I, reached like, out to I reached out to him for coaching for for mentorship of some sort. Yeah, because he's a uh, I think he's an archery instructor now. Like he, he went through like the USA archery courses and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and and off season and I haven't uh, followed through with that just yet. But I picked up the the compound bow. I picked up a brand new release. I was getting very familiar with my gear, and without lessons, I'm now hitting pie plates at ninety. Oh, oh wow. shit! Nice. So I know I got something there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got the skill. Yeah, yeah. But but I'm gonna pick things back up and actually, as soon as as soon as there's not 17 feet of snow <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna reach out to professionals, and I'm also a firm believer that if you want to be good at something, reach out to a coach. Yeah. So I have a yeah. run I have a running coach because I want to yeah. be good at that as well. Yeah. Well, the archery elite thing that's going on is a great idea that they're doing because, I mean, their plan there is to put people through some exercises, get your heart rate going. Yeah, it's going to be Because a lot of times that's – even if you're in the stand, your heart rate's up, you know what I mean, for most people, unless you're doing it all the time, and even still. So that's their plan there is to, like, actually put people in situations that you're actually going to be in. Because anyone all day can sit there in your garage – and, and hit the target all day. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference when there's an actual animal right in front of or, or you. Or you just oh, hiking yeah. around and you've and been hiking around. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, not only that, but what you said, I think it's a very important piece. Uh, and it goes not only for hunting. It goes for everything in life, uh, whether it's hunting, fishing, if you like to go hike or whatever. Whatever you do. But there comes a point in, in life where, and, and I say this, and I'm not talking shit. I'm talking shit because oh. we're on the podcast, but in real life, I'm not talking shit about you. You got cocky because that one year you went out and you, you were successful. Mm-hmm. So you came back cocky, right? Mm-hmm. He admitted that. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And so in your head, you, 
you fucking, you're a pro, you know what you're doing. Oh, the shot was already made. Right, right. You made it mm. yep. in bed already. Oh, yeah. The night before. Yep. Envisioned it. But that's the thing is people have done it for 10, 15 years, and they think they fucking know everything. And the fundamentals don't apply to them. But here's an example of, hey, I fucked up. Well, not, not that I fucked up. No, no, no. I fucked up. Some shit went wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I admit that. Up. And I realize, hey, I need to take a step back and get back to the fundamentals. Yeah. Because the fundamentals is the foundation. Without a foundation, a building can't stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so yeah, if you don't really have said. that concrete base, you got nothing to stand on. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing in all aspects of an outdoor activity. Right. Well, that even circles around to what we were talking about when the muskox spooked us. If that was a bear, we would have been fucked. Oh, it would have been a bad situation. And that's, yeah. I mean, and and like you said, that happens when at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. Always. It doesn't happen when you're ready. Nope. You know? <laughs> no. It right. happens when you're not ready. Right, right. You know? And to the person, anyone that's been going lots, you're not going to always be ready. Right. You know? No, Correct. you're human, man. You 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 will let your guard down. You will... Lose focus for a second. You won't always be on your A game. It happens. And that, I, that's human nature. Yeah. Because people talk shit. But those those but moments minute, are learning moments because from then it's like, okay, now let's, you know, you're back to square zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, let's think about what happened here and how this is hopefully not going to happen again, yeah. which I'm sure you yep. dwelt on your whole situation for how long. And that's, I think that's healthy. Right. You know, I mean, sure, it's a bad situation that, you know, could have been worse, you know what I'm saying, or could have been better, but you're going to learn from that, and that's what's important. Right. And that's the most important part of the end result, the outcome, is that you got out of your dark spot, you stopped feeling sorry for yourself, Mm -hmm. all those, the pity party, all that shit, and you're ready to get back off the sideline, get in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. And and get back at it, and I, I appreciate you sharing it, and and yeah. I listened to it, man, and it resonated deep with me because I had in twenty one, I went, I went out to the sound and and got into some black bears all in one night. I shot one, made a bad shot, tracked it for hours, put myself in a horrendously shitty situation, put myself at risk, not at the bear attacking me or anything like that, just in the physically where it went and where I tracked him and, and getting back out of where I got myself into, I lost focus and, and sight of my well being because I was so, so ultra focused on finding this animal and doing my due diligence. And I pushed it past the line. I should have pulled out way, way, way before, but I was not going to not find this thing. Just several hours later, after I got myself out of that pickle, cold, wet, miserable, hurt, mentally distraught to go find a black bear with my uh, 12-year-old daughter. Her put a shot on it and lost that bear. And it was two bears, one night, one day, and I I pretty much felt like I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I needed to just rethink what I was doing. Daniel, I, I remember texting him and he has his own feelings on bear hunting. He's not he's not really into it, even though he, I know he's down to harvest a black bear, but his views and his feelings on, you know, 
he's down to kill a black bear because he can harvest meat, but he doesn't want to kill a brown bear because he's probably not going to eat it. So he's not. So his he was like, well, what do you think, man? He's like, is it time to rethink everything? And I at first I'm like, yeah, it is. And then I talked to uh, coincidentally Jack, Jack Lauer, our partner, uh, his dad. I ran into him at the boat launch in Whittier, and he's an old tenured hunter, and he launches boat. And I met him at the parking lot, and I gave him a ride back down to the launch, which he had like never gotten a ride ever in all the years he's ever done that. <laughs> so I met him, you know, hey, hey, John, and met him and told him my story, and he's like, "That ah, don't worry about it. There's plenty of fucking bears out there. Shit happens. They're resilient." They're still alive. Get after it. And it was almost like he slapped me in the face, like, pop, 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 pop. Mm-hmm. You know, get at it. You know, get over yourself. And it, and it was just like, oh, shit, man. Okay. Okay. I got to get out of my feels, you know? True. But at the time. Oh, man. Right. Because it, it, and it made it worse because you have your daughter with you. Oh, man. And she was kind of, she shook it off. She shook it off. She felt bad. But I I felt like the example I was setting and, and the, the, the learning process and, and the, the teaching her, the lesson was just like, it was bad in the moment, but big right. picture, long term, it was a good thing that she got to experience. She, she walked away with wisdom. Oh, yeah. How right, good for yeah, her right. to experience yeah, that right. quite exactly. early. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. And... um it taught me a lesson that I'll never, ever forget because I, what I was going to say to you was you can kill 50 bears from here on out. You might forget some details and some things about the details of that. You'll never, I'll never forget, forget that. that. Nope. You'll remember it. It's seared in your mind. I have this humbling ability now when in a position on an animal, I now can tell myself in the moment, if you can't make a good shot, I'd rather walk away and go home empty-handed, just as happy and good with it as ever, versus taking a chance at wounding something and maybe not recovering it. It's just easier to not pull the trigger. Make the choice. It's like you, you, either, you either are pretty fucking sure, almost confident, positive, you're going to make a good kill on this thing, and if you're not... Just later that year, I had a shot at a moose, mm-hmm. and it was not a good shot. And I was, you know, I couldn't get steady. I couldn't get steady. It was pretty far, and I'm like, man, I, I just, I was like, man, you know, I could just lob one at him and hope for the best. And I was like, no. Yeah, why? Safety on. Yep. Pulled it out of the chamber. I can't get a good shot. He walked off. Yep. Got a 56-incher three days later. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It was like it was it, the the. It's almost like the gods rewarded me for doing what I knew what the right thing to do was. Yeah, it was for just sure. don't you know? Because right. you get caught up in the the thrill of the kill yeah, and the and the my harvest. This and, is my time. Maybe it's your only chance because you you know you don't always get multiple opportunities on a hunt. Most of the time, you don't even get an, an opportunity, let alone multiple opportunities. Yeah, speaking of the eighty percent. Yeah. Thank you. Right. And but I so, think, I think, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go I ahead. I think that's a difference. You said in order to be a bow hunter, you got to be an archer first. Yeah. And I think that's a difference between a true hunter and someone that's just out to kill animals. Mm. Because someone mm-hmm. that's just out 
on a Saturday. No disrespect, you know what I mean? So you're out on a Saturday, you're out running Mod Road, just blasting moose. You're not going to say, oh, I can't get that shot, so let's pack it up. You're going to force that shot, and whatever happens, happens. Mm. Where someone that is a a hunter-hunter, ethically, or an archer, is going to say, hey, let it go. We'll bet it down or whatever, and we'll, we'll track in the morning. It's yeah. all, like, it's all part. Of, it. Yeah, it's all part of the learning as well. I mean, yeah. I've lobbed shots where I'm like, oh, there's no way. I'm just gonna try it. You're like, what do you? As you learn, as you're young, especially well, yeah. as a young man, you know, and you're out there with your boys, and you're all learning together. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna do that. You know, right, what I'm saying right. that's part as of you're learning. learning. Yes, yes, hundred percent. So that, that's it's it's all part of that learning thing, and and then eventually you become you know John Lau. That's just a seasoned. Yeah. And even he will make mistakes. I mean, well, and I think that came from a man that had made mistakes and lived with it and learned from it and became better from it. And he was able to pass on that vote of confidence. And I think hey, that's man. the key is realizing that everybody, you as as a person, as a human, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. The key is to what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to learn from it? Mm-hmm. And better yourself for the next time, or are you just going to keep on making, taking chances, and this same yeah. mistake over yeah. and over? Yeah. Uh, well, let's take a break. Enough let's with the it. sad shit, and we're going to yeah. come back <laughs> <laughs> with some let's beers, go, and we're going to talk about let's how uh, Gary came from over the Beaufort. Let's top off that. Top <laughs> off that to, scotch. <laughs> 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 Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at Barney Sports. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen. 
This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. You want it from sheep? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, you just. Holes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not Rocky Mountain oysters. No, Rocky not, Mountain oysters. That's, are, that's from are sheep. Beef. No, 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 no. No, Rocky, they're from yeah. steer, from bulls. Really? What? Yeah. From yeah. Bulls. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was sheep. We're talking about. Nah, bro. The, no. How is it? Why is it Rocky Mountain then? Good huh? question. I thought that was sheep nuts. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Dude, come have you up seen some of the no, nut no, sacks no. on those bigghorn sheep though? Oh yeah. Yeah. We were looking it up the other podcast. <laughs> well, I, got, I, I, well I, had a, I had a really good video. Rocky Mountain Oysters, Fine. I always thought was actual from sheep. No, no, no. Steer no. nuts. It's just what? bull nuts. No, man. Yeah, you can't call it that then. Look it up real quick, please. I think it's because all Just put in Rocky Mountain Oysters and see what pops up. I, I did it earlier when we were on, on the last podcast. Everybody's Googling this right now. <laughs> There's no E. Oh, I, I'm just going to I'm just gonna let it. There let it, it is. Fucking... What, what, what? Back up. Gotta... Right there. Put an S. See it, third one down? Rocky Mountain Oysters food. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. We'll go to images. No, go back. It says the description. Big, I ain't no sheep. Uh, no, go right back. There. Go back. I had a description. Press back. Uh, Okay. Mountain Oysters Old or test. Meatballs. Also known as Prairie, prairie oysters, oysters in Canada, Canada is a dish made of bull testicles. There it is. Man, let's do some Alaska shit. How many let's you want? Sh- well, you this guy said do- three dozen. <laughs> well, I, no, I said three dozen because I knew they were going to be steer nuts, and you could probably like order those. Yeah, I can get those. Yeah, and I and I thought for our our game party, even though that's not like game, but it's it's exotic. I, I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> and we don't um, tell people. I, but I, I in in the in the spirit of a of a, of a wild game feed where you're going to have. I don't know, maybe 200 people or something there. You have this nice pile of, you know, butter, garlic, you know, yeah. sauteed in a cast with iron a skillet in it. with a toothpick <laughs> in it, and, and you could try them. You know what I mean? I'd be game. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I, I definitely would, would try them. I'd try anything. Yeah. The mountain lion is a hard one. Uh, My bet. guy doesn't have a mountain lion with him or yeah. doesn't have any available. Bobcat's a different story. Oh. I'd be okay. game for that, too. Hell, Bobcat. yeah. Any wild cat meat. Bobcat. What else did I said? Iguana. Bobcats, oh, iguanas. Gator. Armadillos. Gators, armadillos. armadillos. Yep. Nutrias. Nutrias, yeah. 
Armadillo. You said a whole list. You said yeah. a whole list. Dude, they carry leprosy. Come on. They carry leprosy? Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Wild can, armadillos. Can you cook it out? <laughs> I assume so. You can cook salmonella off of <laughs> yeah, turtles. Yeah, I had a lot yeah. of turtles growing up as a kid. So. Oh, really? Camel. Yeah. We can get camel. Oh, you did bring up turtles, too. How about we the, can get turtles? How about frog legs? We can get yeah. frog legs. Yeah. You're, not never, miss, you're not missing anything. It, tastes oh. like, it literally tastes like chicken. Okay. Yeah. Neil guy. Let me look that shit up. Pull, pull it up, up. Pull it up you know, real quick. N i l g a i. I think they're from India. Yeah, but they got them. Yeah, they, they got they them are. running wild out there in Texas. There it is. Oh, what's is there another name for that? Uh, I don't know, man. But they they got them in Texas. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, the homie that has the restaurant in Texas. Um, Steve Ornella's guy, he serves at his restaurant. Yeah. And yeah, they harvested a bunch of this. I mean, it looks, I mean, it's like an, about the size of an elk. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe like a little like smaller a, than an elk, but. I mean, it looks like about 800 pound animal, maybe seven yeah, big. pounds. Yeah, big critter. Little horns, big body. Usually eat good. Those yeah. episodes of Meat Eater where they're hunting them. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't it Steve that put a heart shot on that one? It still ran for like oh yeah, for they're God full, knows how long. Full of piss and vinegar, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. He called it more of a harvest than a hunt. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's Texas. Yeah. What do you exactly. want? Uh, yeah, we can get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, swear to God, they don't call it's them here for nothing. <laughs> swear okay, to God. order it up. We need some backstrap of that. No, no guy, Bobcat, Gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it right there. On. <laughs> He's like, let me make a cart. <laughs> Put the nil guy in the cart. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That's right. That's, that's true. right. That's true. That's right. Man. Uh, Gary, walk us through uh, Mayor of Eagle River. You, you had mentioned before that you came a different kind of route. I know that you said you were in the army. Oh, yeah. Did the army bring you to Alaska? It did not. Okay. Okay. Came via Greenland to the top. <laughs> through, uh, through the, over the Beaufort there. Yeah. <laughs> via dog sled. I just walked. Walked from Greenland. <laughs> No, so I, was, I was born and raised in North Carolina. Okay. Um, I, got I, can, a, I can hear the South. In yeah. Here. Yeah. I yeah. uh, graduated from East Carolina University. Mm. Got a degree in biology. And I concentrated in marine biology. Uh, after college, moved down to Florida. I was living outside of Tampa for a little while. Clearwater there? Uh, yeah, actually the town north of Clearwater yeah. called Dunedin. Yeah. yeah. I went to the University of Tampa till. Got told to come back home. <laughs> <laughs> so you know where you know where Dunedin is. Yeah, I know where that's yeah, at. Yeah. So I, I was living in Dunedin, and uh, I was coming to Alaska one way or another. I was just so enamored with with the state. Um, I was either going to join the Coast Guard or I was going to land a job up here. <coughs> so you hadn't been yet. Nope. You just read books, saw shows, saw the show like Deadliest Heard Catch the in podcast. High School was my favorite my favorite <laughs> show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Podcasting wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think they existed yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I was coming one way or another. My 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 uh, uncle was in the Coast Guard in Kodiak. Okay, for for a few years, and I would like look at his photos. And this is the early nineties. Um, so he would just show me the photos and tell me the stories. I'm like, ah, fuck, I gotta go. I just, I just gotta go. And uh, background in marine biology, I figured up might be a good shot at getting up here. So I landed yeah. a job. Uh, did a month of training in Seattle, training for the job. I was a my official title was a fisheries observer, <coughs> and I was working on commercial fishing boats as a biologist, counting fish or just count, yeah, counting fish, and then taking like 
taking biological samples, mm-hmm. you know, sex, length, weight, try and to get a... Is there controversy there on those boats? You're the biologist and these guys are fishing? They know it's part of the game. Okay. This is not a new program. They know it's part of the game. Okay. It's just also, a- I'm not there to narc on them. Okay. Well, that's what I was leading to. Like, do they feel that way? No. Okay. Well, I... It depends. Like yeah. I like I would have a, a, a sit down with the captain as I was getting on board, like doing safety checks. Dude, I'm not here to bust your balls. I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. Just don't do anything like outwardly illegal. And if it's bycatch, it's bycatch. Like I, you're not gonna get in trouble for bycatch. Yeah. Like it's I, part I, of the game. I don't care. Gotcha. I am here to just present data back to the folks in Seattle so that you can continue fishing. That's really what it is, is to assess the population. Age, you know, abundance, distribution, yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, actually, I met my wife uh, training in Seattle for that job. She was born and raised in Anchorage, so we just kind of landed the job at the same time by happenstance oh, and met her in Seattle. Um, my first assignment, I did a month in Kodiak, a month in Seward, and a month in Sitka, on and off of smaller commercial boats. So, I got to travel around the, the state. trifecta there. Yeah, man. You had to be in heaven there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was probably hard working. No, he didn't know he got seasick. Oh. <laughs> so I, 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 grew up, I grew up fishing on the East Coast. Like, the Outer Banks are my, my playground. That's mm-hmm. If Alaska was number one favorite spot, like, the Outer Banks is, I don't it might be tied for number one. Is that tuna? That's everything. Sailfish, tuna. What does that mean, everything. Outer Banks? Outer Banks is a chain of barrier islands on the eastern side of North Carolina. Like, just that section. Can you yeah. pull that up? Actually, sure. I gotta watch Hot Tuna. I don't watch. TV I have anymore. watched it. My kid is into that. My Man. kid watched all those. My oldest is addicted to fishing, and he—that's he, on his list to go do that out there. You it's, show him that. It's dude? awesome. The fly tying dude. Oh yeah, I showed him all. He's—I mean, I don't have to show him now. He shows me. Oh, okay. So yeah, those oh, okay. those islands right there. We would stay Buxton on Hatteras Island. Oh, those are a whole series of little islands. Yeah, and that's just right on the North Carolina coast. Yeah, like there's a couple of bridges that go to can it. You or scroll you can take out a, a little bit. Does it show the? Yeah, is that a road Sorry, system? Guys. Yeah, is there a bridge there? There's yeah. Oh wow! So, so like, there's Carolina. actually islands all all down here to the south. So is like the Ocre, Outer Banks Ocre on Coke. the outside of those? Or no, those, those? those are the Outer Banks. Oh, that's called yeah. the Outer Banks. Yeah. Okay. There's there's towns and people that live there. Like Ocracoke is where Blackbeard's house is. Okay. Oh, the okay. pirate. Uh, yep. And I had friends that lived in Buxton and Avon. And, you know, just it's, it's a fantastic <laughs> spot for fishing. And what makes it so hot is that the Gulf Stream actually hits the equator it runs up the east coast of North and South America, Central America. Brings all them fish up. Brings all the fish up, and then the Gulf Stream actually kicks off of the Outer Banks and starts heading back out towards Europe, the Mid-Atlantic, oh, okay. where the Labrador Current comes down from the northeast. And now you got cold water, warm water, currents You could, you could pull that up if you Google uh, currents. What's that sound, P- Panica? Pamlico. Pamlico. Yeah, Pamlico and the Albemarle Sounds. Pamlico. I didn't realize that that was, I mean, that must, did they evacuate those when those hurricanes come through? The stubborn ones stay. Yeah. I mean, I bet they <laughs> get hammered right just there. Just yeah. down? Yeah. Does that shit just get flattened and then rebuilt just constantly? Yes. Okay. It's got to, because I'm assuming there's no elevation to that. 
Nine. The elevation's like it's got to be at sea level, <laughs> right? Atlantic currents, <laughs> like the the port of Anchorage, tide swings are higher than the outer banks. <laughs> so it, anyway, that, that that was like my playground. So I knew I wanted to be in fishing up here, in some capacity, and working as a biologist was just like the natural step. Then the second job I landed up here. I wasn't on the commercial boats, but I was actually. Do you guys remember that Susitna Watana Dam? Yes, that was sounds familiar. The proposal. Yeah, this would have been twenty fourteen. Yes, okay. The No Sioux Dam. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I was actually working on that project. We were part of the fish crew, and we were looking for salmon in the areas that they were looking to dam up. Oh, there's a good picture there. Ah, shit. <clears throat> there we go. There you go. The currents there, and up here to this far eastern part of oh, North sorry, America. Guys. I'm not sure what the fuck. Give him your email. Give him your email. Putin needs it. Uh, let me get back. Here we go. There we go. I didn't realize it went through between uh, Cuba there and Florida like yeah. that. So where all this cold water and warm water meet. Mm, the red and the blue. Yep. That's where you could find, uh, I mean, however many dozens of species of game fish. And that's what that's what Hatteras is mostly known for. Mm-hmm. That's where it all started. Yeah, yeah. But that whole area is what's holding some of the biggest tuna uh, out the, there. The big, big tuna actually are uh, off of, like, Massachusetts, off of Cape Cod. Up, up a little bit more. Yeah, they mm-hmm. like a little bit colder water, which is why you'll see bigger tuna out towards Hawaii. Because then the, now you got that southern Arctic current that comes down oh, and kind of hits Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, go to that other map there, Brandon, to the left. Um, it shows the world one. Yeah. yeah. The Gulf Stream. Okay. And that's crazy. Mm. What's crazy you think about, like, these guys knew Here's this, warm water this like, up and then, dude, yeah, ben, hundreds Benjamin, of years ago. Yeah. Benjamin you know? Franklin mapped the Gulf Stream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Here's that Labrador one you're talking about that mixes with the Gulf Stream. And then there's that mix right there. Huh? Oh, okay. So that's where the... That Labrador current will follow pretty much down towards new england it will bend further south it's kind of like the jet stream it kind of mm. you know it kind of changes its trajectory but in general yeah that's the flow of it okay here's where you came down from the east greenland right here this yeah dude i just <laughs> put it's all ultra, out <laughs> <laughs> so so you come up you do your uh sitka seward kodiak yep what where, what about from there from there, I landed that job working on the the dam. That dam oh, yeah, the dam. Yeah. Yes. But um, for or against it, I don't know what anybody's stance is. I personally didn't want to see it go up. Where exactly was it going to go again? There's a, It's going on the main stem of the Susitna okay. at a place called Devil's Canyon. Devil's Canyon, so we're talking... That's right, we're like... Uh, this would have been well upriver of Talkeetna. Yeah. Yep. But those... Yep. Uh, is it Mahays? Mahays. Those that go up there and they do tourist rides yeah, up Mahays into the Devil's Jetboat. Canyon. and Is it Mahays? Is it? Yeah. I don't know if it's Mahays, but it's one of those guys that go and they have or those Prin- crazy. Princess tours? No, Mahays. I think no. you're thinking of where it runs up the Talkeetna. Ma- no, no, no. They go up to they'll that. They'll go up the main stem sitting there. And okay. they were one of the main, obviously, people fighting it. That's their whole business yeah, is taking sure. people up there. Yeah. I just remember because I've, I've floated that a lot, Talkeetna. Down the Sioux, mm. down a Rabidou, and there was a big. 
What was the name? There of was that a lot of obviously. There's a lot of stickers, but there was a big like, uh, not a mural, but someone that spray painted. Yeah, like, for no sure. Sioux they didn't want that. Yeah. The Sioux Sitna Watana. Now that didn't pass, correct? No, it didn't. Yeah, that's funny, it's done. The, done. The funny. Th- well, no, they're bringing it back. Oh, they're trying to bring it. The back. funny thing is that my father-in-law hydroelectric project. Yeah, that's my, right. my okay. father-in-law actually worked on this project in like the 80s. So this has been proposed numerous times. Mm. It just seems like the money's kind of getting pissed away. But hey, I mean, it gave yeah. me an yeah. opportunity to come up here. So yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's a pretty special opportunity. Yeah. But uh, that job was awesome because my now wife, she was the one that put me in touch with the people in charge of that project. She got hired on. I got hired on a month later. So we got to hang out some more. Uh, But that job was super sick, man. We were 10 days in the bush and four days back in Anchorage. That was just our work cycle. Oh, nice. And we were staying. a shower and a good meal and then go back. Well, I mean, the camps we were staying at had water. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everything everything was like very... Like run on Jennies and mm-hmm. and it was very backcountry. Like you weren't showering every day. You didn't get hot water all the time, kind of thing. But I mean, we had meals prepped for us. We had meals being cooked. And we were flying in helicopters and going up river on jet boats. And like the best summer of my life. Great adventure. Huh? Oh my god! What year was that? Yeah, uh, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, I got right. I got the map up here, Gary. Um, so I got the Chulitna. Gold Creek Corridor. Yep. So, actually, one of the camps we stayed at was at Gold Creek, which is a big jumping-off point for where we would get on the main stem of the Susitna, and there was also a helicopter pad there. Okay. And, actually, Gold Creek, the guy that runs it, his name's Todd Bauer, and Todd actually still lives out there. Mm. He's a one-man mining operation. And uh, they left all the footprints. Like, after the project ended, they left all the footprints for the big Weatherport tents that we were staying in. They, they took the tents but kept the the footprints. And now Todd hand-built cabins. Oh, There's really? cabins there. Yeah, they got Toyo oil heaters in them. Oh. He's got a generator for power. He's got one main cabin. And it's probably the size of the studio. Wow. Two full kitchens. Big wood stove, like it's oh, awesome. Right, huh? Does and, he rent that to people? He does, yeah. And and what's even cooler, you take the whistle stop to it. Oh, oh what? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you could probably go there and then float all the way out. Yep. He's the last stop before you cross the Susitna to go over to Hurricane Gulch. Okay. 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 Well, that's awesome. So badass. A lot of folks will like since it's the whistle stop, you can bring whatever you want. So we've loaded up a sixteen foot you know, inflatable framed, you know, raft and mm-hmm. me, my wife, a bunch of gear and our dog. And we're just spent the night, hung out with Todd. And he's, I mean, he's, he's a friend of mine now. I, I look up, I look up to that guy. Sure. Um, we'll stay with him, hang out with him and then we'll float out. And then we came out, not this past Christmas, but the one before and uh, just kind of did December 22nd, 23rd out there, and the snow was falling, and his ball's cold, but he starts this giant bonfire for you. I mean, oh, it's nice. just It's amazing out there. Oh, I bet, man. So it's called Gold Creek R&R, and you can rent cabins, and he will actually meet you at the whistle stop. He will pick up all your shit for you and hop on a four-wheeler and drop it off at your cabin. I mean, it's just – it's. That one sounds of, awesome. One of my sounds favorite like places time. on the planet. Yeah. yeah, anybody listening, don't do that because we're <laughs> yeah. you're not. Invited. It's reserved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so you get cool. that, you do that, and then that's 2014, and then what? Uh, so that project 
was proposed to be going for 2015, uh, but freeze up hit. We pulled all the gear out of the water, but I'd saved up so much money between doing the work on the boats and working out in the bush, essentially. I decided I was going to pack my shit, and I was going to move to Alaska. So Very good for you. Yeah, flew back down the East Coast and made the big road trip. Oh, you drove it? I drove yeah. And my now wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, she was like, we'll just make a road trip out of it. And you ever I, – I, and keep in mind, like, before I went to Seattle to train for that job, I'd never been west of Mobile, Alabama. I'd never even seen the Mississippi. Oh man, sheltered. <laughs> I've been never really <laughs> seen mountains. I mean, no, past no. the Appalachians, right? Yeah. Pretty much. So I'd been all the way up to Cape Cod and fished a little bit north of that, and I've been all the way down to West Palm Beach, Florida, and everywhere in between. Never went west. So I'm like flying over the Rockies, and I'm like, oh shit, those are big mountains. I flew over the Cascades, like, oh shit, those are big mountains. Land in Seattle, it happened to be a clear day. There's Mount Rainier just like staring at you, like, oh shit, that's a really big mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I land in Alaska, I'm like, holy shit, look at this. They're these. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm surrounded. <laughs> yeah, so we made a big road trip out of it, and she had friends scattered throughout the country. We kind of just couch surfed and. I dropped her off in Seattle. I hopped on the ferry in Bellingham, went up to Haynes, made the drive from Haynes. And that, and at that time, I was renting the dry cabin in Sutton. So I just dropped all my shit down in Sutton, and we kind of hung out there for the winter. You know, there's that's nothing in Sutton. Yeah, I, I do now. <laughs> it's, uh, Actually, who was telling us about the bar out there? That's the place we need to go do a pint. Alpine, oh, it was uh, it yeah. was James. It was James from BHA. Yeah, He's like, Alpine. we want to do a pint night at Sutton. We're like, well, that's kind of far. <laughs> yeah, Maybe the, we, you know, Alpine. we should do it. We should do it when we do it in the summer and go do a riding trip. And go oh, with the like ATVs and go camp out there. Oh. Do the pint night. Just get obliterated. And then do Esca Falls or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. So you could do it in conjunction with the car launch. Oh. oh yeah. Is that Memorial Weekend or 4th no, of July? 4th of July. 4th of July. 4th of July. Yeah. Have you oh, been yeah. to that? I went this past 4th. I said seen videos. <laughs> it was such a good time. <laughs> that's not the... It's a gong show, isn't it? Most countryest. If that's not the most redneck <laughs> thing I've ever been to in my hey man, life. You hear my accent, I felt at home. <laughs> he just done cut his sleeves off and shit. He's like, oh, hell yeah. You know what's funny is I did have a cut off American flag t shirt. You know what I was about to say? Something yes, about American did, flag. Man. And I was like, nah, he probably had it on. Dude, I was, oh, I was working the night before. Let those pipes out. I was, I was working the night before. <laughs> like I, I got off work super quick like hopped in the shower threw that sleeve of shirt on. i was all right babe we're going and we hit the road and we made it to the car launch it was where do they do the car launch glacier uh, glacier view, view. oh right off okay 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 cats be out there uh uh in their little inflatable boats they'll come down in the river and, yes. and, and watch it from anchor there. up right there yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah. It's it's on some dude's property, so like you can pay him to go watch it on the little. Okay, set. you're you're essentially paying him to walk through his property to get down to the river. Man, right? all those people are trying to pay, get paid to mm-hmm. just go through there, dude. Here but here's the thing. Here, here, here we go. Here we go, boys. Check oh, it the out. little video of it. Okay. <laughs> it's why. Oh man. shit! Here we go. Oh. oh, this guy got the drone out there. Yeah, they have yeah. a catapult system that launches oh. these things up out there. That was from. Is that from this year? That's 2022. Yeah. I like how they have the fl- oh, that's a nice look at all those people. Yeah, oh, dude, it's it was it was, actually, it was wild. There, there's it thousands was wild. of people. Packed. Yes. 
wow. the thing is, like, it's so fucking like country. It's like that's like <laughs> oh, you know, it, man. It's in- <laughs> but they're missing the mark, man. They can make that so much better. I mean, it's already I mean, pretty big. Like, they they give he, a shit, man. They just they they literally got two thousand people <laughs> handing them twenty know, bucks in cash just, just to walk like, through their property. I don't think they give a shit. Throw no. some semis up off of that joint. That guy's making a lot of money. Well, supposedly the American flag. They Ameri- said, oh, trailer. Oh, the look at that. Oh, yes. Oh, they man. said this year that they're trying to get more stuff. There was actually some guys that picked up some shit box on the east coast and they drove it to alaska and they just like youtube it? it and then they jumped it off the cliff and i don't know man is anything ever gonna land in that lake uh i've never seen anything no, make it to that lake i think one it's of a the safety one of the barrier. last cars though oh, okay one of the last cars that almost made close. it in that one got close <laughs> that one got really yeah, close. That, like that, close. that car right there in particular because we i was I don't know, maybe a third of the way into Man, the crowd. Fuckers twisted up. <laughs> like, like, what do they it, call that event? Uh, it's just a car launch. It's a glacier I, I got view a glacier car view launch. Car, okay. car launch. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I have heard about it a million times. My coworker loaded up his Forerunner and threw a mattress in there, and he's like, "I'm gonna go out there and see if I can." You know it. where it's at, right? Glacier View. Yeah, yeah, Glacier View, right in the before, middle of nowhere. Yeah, just past Sutton before Eureka. Go oh, out right. there on the yeah, fourth, like Puritan Creek. You will think you're in downtown Anchorage. I mean, that whole stretch of the highway. You is can't just miss it. Littered no. with cars yeah. on the side of the road. On the shoulder? Everybody, yeah, everyone's just parked there. Yeah. It's I'm not driving. I mean, on I, the I got a lot of I'm drinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to drink and drive on the fourth. That's for sure. Well, here's here's the thing, I'm though. Drink and drive ever. Is but. you can, if you wanted to make a trip out of it, you can just put a raft in just upriver from it and just float oh, down and watch it, it for free. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, way to people do, do it, it all the time. I noticed that when I was there. This dude's making a few forty years G's. ago. Forty racks. Yeah, there was two thousand people there. Twenty dollars oh, each. Easily, dude. They got oh, he vendors more and all because yeah, there's vendors. Damn, dude, Anchortown. What's and where if you, you don't want to drive, the top part <laughs> make more money there than your for your whole season. Yeah, yeah the, man, the, the lower level is parking, and then you walk down to the trail. Um and that's where everybody stands. Yeah. But on the top part, when you first pull in, he's got a whole RV park. Man, good for so them. So people man. park their campers yeah. out there for the whole fucking weekend. Oh, just yeah. oh, just to go out there. That's yeah, and they do it actually on the fourth. On the fourth is the on the fourth. Yep. Yeah. Now, how do you how do you submit a vehicle? That part I, I, I don't know anything about. Yeah, that. I don't know. Let's mm. get that Mercedes out there. You crazy. <laughs> That's a perfect job for a Toyota, man. <laughs> according to the according to the uh, uh, the commercial, them, them Toyotas could pull an airplane, so they, they can handle that right there. So they fly, man. Yeah. So here, here's your ultimatum: you get the mountain lion for the the meat tasting, or we get to launch the Mercedes. Ooh, that's a good one. Shit, man! You want? I'll go to Copart and get, that, <laughs> get the old black one out of there. I'm gonna fly down to Montana real quick. <laughs> Call up the boys with the are dogs. Are you selling the? Are you selling the old Benz on Copart? Or you already sold it. It's already gone. It, Copart has it. The insurance company. You didn't it. see this guy oh, ran oh. into a plow. No, oh, no. Let's get the story straight. <laughs> the plow ran into the you. Goddamn mayor! Don't be, don't be. <laughs> Look for all the listeners. The plow truck hit the damn mayor's. The mayor's motorcade. No, this dude oh, could be dead, shit. man. This the whole thing was yeah, like I got hit by a plow truck. When was this, man? Uh, in Eagle River. In my own damn town. That, I, I said, when was this? That oh, was, where uh, was this? In December, right before I went home to Chicago. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, you I know had what? my big thinking? ass sitting sideways in the air. Wow. Yo, that was, you sent me the pictures. I was Spooky. like, 
had to hit that seatbelt and fall to the other side. Bam. Man. Holy shit, man. Officer going to be like, hey, man, why is the window on the ground? So now you own a plow company? <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hell no. Did you get your burger done, though? That's what no, I meant to ask you. No. Still waiting. I thought man. you were going to go to Chicago and get it done. No. My man's got food the, on his own. I got to get the cheese and the bacon. <laughs> My man eats. Finished up, man. It's not very ultra of you. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> He's happy. What'd you say? You either be healthy or you could be happy. The yeah. two don't mix. Yeah. You see that smile? <laughs> yeah. See that? <laughs> you ain't smiling when you're running. <laughs> I'm smiling when I'm eating that rap over there. Nah, you mouth breathing when you're running. <laughs> I ain't even doing that shit. <laughs> oh, I am. I'm hard mouth breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a face. <laughs> yep. All right, so, but while you're bullshit, I mean to cut oh, you off. Yeah, we need to get a, we need to get an AWP car in the car launch. Oh shit! Man. Yeah, man, we need to get one of them school buses. Hmm. Dude, launch a short bus. Yeah. Let me. We let, you know what? We I'm in the, the mayor I'm on. in the industry. Let me. Let me. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Get one of them buses that come through to get fixed. No, like, ah, this is a total. <laughs> This is a total. Yeah, let me work on some shit, man. We'll work on some shit. That's I'll tell him that idea. shit. He gonna look at my scratch tonight. And be like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> oh that thing needs that thing needs a fly. Yeah, boy. this is total. <laughs> I know how to fix this. It's a tax write off. It's a charitable donation. It's like there we can go. we can West Sand and buff that shit or let it fly. Like, <laughs> can't man. Oh, I'm poor. Shit, I'm poor, man. So when do you expect right. the uh, the new pod to come out? Hmm. Do you have a goal in mind? Yeah, after seeing y'all set up, I think I got some work to do. We're known for motivating podcasters, podsters. Yeah. So and, my, my, and you're welcome to do it here. Honestly, my, my thoughts on all of that are, I don't know. Uh, you because know what? Like I, I will I, say. I want to come back. Like I said, I want to come back tactically and have a plan. Yeah. I will yeah, say yeah, your yeah, idea. Yeah. There's no one doing your idea here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. And you already have a foundation, man. You already know how to do it. You've been doing it. You speak well. Your shows are great. It just ready. It's ready when you are, I guess. Yeah, and I just I just felt. Um, so here's here's. I don't know what y'all's road to creating this podcast was. COVID. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, a lot much. of sitting around thinking, taking yeah, notes, drinking yeah, beer. A lot of time in the teepee. Okay. <laughs> all right. Time. So not, not all that in We almost called it teepee talk, didn't we? We, we were talking. talk? Because that's where we, we spent so many hours oh, in teepee yeah. hunting. I like it. We, uh, you know, just sitting in the weather. What else you doing, you know? Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. I think it was taken, actually. A lot of smoking uh, the... Uh, Nature, natural grass, the lord's Fuck. the lord's lettuce, the lord's yeah, lettuce. The lord's lettuce, man. It's, but it's a herb; it grows. What can you say? Uh, hey, that's it, right. That's it, right. It, it, it creates a it creates a artistic creativity in you. Yeah. Well, I I, I think that you should one hundred percent pursue that idea. I think it's a great idea. I think there is um, a lane for that. I think there's many many guests people that we've had on here and people that we have planned to have on here that would be perfect for that podcast. Yeah. There's so much ultra shit going on. Mm. I know here. it's kind of it's, it's getting all hyped up. There's a, it is getting big. It is getting big and there's a lot of cool ladies that are doing that stuff mm -hmm. too. Um I think that you should 100% pursue that. Well, yeah, Gary, you know, and as you've already 
probably experienced with your 50-something recordings. That's amazing. Uh, the connections that you're making with people and the like-minded nature of what we're doing. Yeah. And then, like, just this. Like, I mean, man, we can bounce shit off. We can – it's – I mean, there's – the sky's the limit, bro. The coolest thing about the podcast is, like, <clears throat> if me, Gary Weaver, if I were just to go say – Hey bro, let's would you would you mind like taking time out of your day to talk to me about something? Somebody's gonna look at you and be like, Well, no. no. <laughs> but hey man, I got this podcast. I think you'd be a perfect guest for. This is what we're gonna talk about. People are like, Fuck yeah, dude, I'm in. Oh yeah. Oh no, dude. I, we have rarely get told no. Yeah. I mean, there's some just people that wanna fly under the radar and they don't want no light. They don't want no shine. For sure. They don't want no attention, and you got to respect that. But 99% of motherfuckers is like, you got cider? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's another thing, man. Spot? That's well, a spot. So uh, majority of my shit was on Zoom. Yeah. Out of, out of necessity. Yeah. Right, right. Work schedule, their schedule. Yeah. I yeah. I, I mean. It's the, hard it, to get people physically in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. I mean, we tried to do this, what, a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, and that's been our goal, as we talked about this before, is like, we love to have people in here. Because there's a difference between me and you looking at each other in the eye, talking about things, versus mm -hmm. through the computer. Having some scotch. Yeah. <laughs> and and going, I down, going down smooth. It dude. is, man. And it doesn't matter Ooh, even if it's at your house, good. if it's in the shed, if it's in a place that you rent like we got, or it doesn't, as long as you're just doing it and getting that information out. Because that, that sport, that genre is growing. Like it is. crazy, especially with oh, Haynes and, and Goggins and, and all these people are just inspiring people. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. And really like, as you probably notice, there's not that many podcasts up here. I'm surprised wow. that there's not more, you know, I mean, there's a bunch and there's some people that fall off, but I'd say there's 10 or less that so, have been continuously going. Yeah. And you know, something that I got to keep reminding myself is that Joe Rogan said it best. There's cake for everybody. Yep. Especially in the podcast world. I mean, you guys, in my opinion, are dominating the Anchorage area. 100%. Double shovel. You got pint nights out at Matsu Brewing. You guys got merch everywhere. You got Barney's. You, I mean, you guys got everybody. Everybody that I would want to talk to, you guys have already talked to. So, quite frankly, it's intimidating. But mm. on the flip side of that, there's cake for everybody. The conversation that you had... Yes. At Pint Night. It's not the same conversation that I was going to have at Pint Night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. exactly what I was going to say. I, I, I was going to – I didn't want to cut you off. When you said that, it, it's 100% true. Mm -hmm. um, I think the way you're going about it is right. Uh, you, you started your podcast went once and it went down a, a road you didn't want it to go down necessarily. Not that I didn't want to. That's just the natural progression. Of right, it. right, yeah, right. Yeah. You started yeah, talking about that something else mm -hmm. versus what you actually thought in your head mm -hmm. where you envisioned it going. So I think coming back at it, taking a break, and coming back at it as a way where you can kind of help steer it mm -hmm. and keep it in that lane that you want yeah, is, is a smart move. And at the same time, just because these guys bring in whoever – doesn't mean you can't bring them in. Oh, oh 100%. Sure. We've, oh, shared, oh. we've shared guests. Because El Toro Loco is going to come over here and talk about Monster <laughs> Truck. But you can hit them up for that other 80%. Right. You yes. know what I mean? So I think That's actually a good it, it's, it's a good avenue 
because they're getting one side over here mm -hmm. because no disrespect but nobody we're not ultra in nothing <laughs> so yeah, if they want an ultra true, shit man. they yeah. can go ultra with you yeah that's what's well, the point. opposite of ultra Nultra? Nultra? Yeah. yeah we're we're <laughs> just not doing it. And you know, and you know what, Gary, man, we're gonna help you we'll help you bake the cake, baby. Yeah. Like man. we we the the cake, yeah, there's cake for everybody, but the the beauty about our position, which I'm I'm gonna take what you said as the very kind words. Like you said it's, it's intimidating, but it's that was our intent was to make a splash. Yeah. We wanted to like get on the get on the map. You did make it make it happen, and and we were gonna do it out of a garage, with no video, no mm -hmm. spot, on Apple headphones, and just like make it happen. And then it's like you know what, let's just go for it and fuck it, man. Let's yeah. just take the leap and hope for the best. And it's it's been working out. But the beauty of it is we are one thousand percent in support of anybody that else wants to do it, mm -hmm. and whatever resources they need from us or whatever they need from us, we are available. Yep. And, and we've and, and we found not to cut you off, sorry. No, it's no, fine, man. I just want to make sure you the community that, and the and the and everyone that I found is willing to help, willing to come talk to you. We actually have we should be a part of it. We do a um, a monthly podcaster meeting of all kind of podcasts. You know, Sharp End and Crude Magazine and, um, and Anonymous Eskimo and, and Coffee and Quack where we do and we just bounce ideas off each other. So I'll get you linked in with those guys. Um, so you can be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Jeff, you've been on Jeff Jeff's, right? Or yeah, Jeff was one on yours? Jeff has been on mine twice. I had Jeff yeah. on initially because, like, I don't know, I might have been a dozen episodes in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hit this dude up. What's he doing? Oh, he's, he's awesome. Like, he's, he's probably, so cool. probably going to turn me down. You know? Oh, no way. No, <laughs> no. Nicest dude. Opposite. And then uh, I ordered and, and read his book, A Miserable Paradise. And, yep. and then so I brought him back on a second time to talk about that. Yeah. That's the point, man. Like, it's a community. Yeah. It's a melting pot. It's a thing Every, that we're here. Everybody has been so helpful. <laughs> and and quite frankly, I think it's because our conversations are not going to be the same. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, And we can sit down and talk 10 times. Yeah. The conversation changes. All different. You know? We might tell the bear story a little, little tweak, a little something different. Yep. Maybe something you forgot to say the first time. You know? It, it's. And the audience is different, too. Yeah. You know, the people that might listen to your podcast versus Tyler's podcast or whoever might not, there might be a little bit of overlap, mm -hmm. but you're reaching, you're a different audience, you know, people that are really into that kind of thing. But I want to transition into, I had a question about, because I know that Jeff um, is with Waypoint and I noticed yeah. that you yes. um, were with Waypoint and we had talked to Waypoint very early and they wanted us to jump on. Um, and, the, and no offense to them, they're doing great things. Um, but we wanted to be fully supported by Alaska, and we didn't want to have ads that weren't Alaska-based. Yeah. And we felt that we could do that, you know what I'm saying? So I was curious on how that, how that works. Uh, I have no say in the advertisements that get placed in my, in my show. Albeit it's it's all outdoors related. Right. They started to mm -hmm. advertise a Volcourts and rifle. I don't shoot that. It's not the first thing I'm gonna grab. It's not a piece of gear that I can validate. It's not a piece of gear that I've ever used. Yeah. So why would I advertise it? That being said, Waypoint is doing very good things 
and uh, given the right platform, Waypoint's the way to go. Yeah. It was not what I wanted. So we decided to step back. Yeah. And oh, okay. And and the sponsorships that you guys have have hailed, that's what I or like big picture, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to be supported by local businesses. I wanted to be supported by people that uh, cared about my podcast and gear that I use. Yep. Right. You know, stuff that yeah. I can vouch for, things yeah. that things that people could could you honestly put a say stamp like, on it. Yeah, oh well the salty hunter uses this, it's gotta be good. And like that's that that to me, I would take a lot of pride in that if somebody yeah. were to say that. Yeah. And that was exactly why when when I we had those meetings with, with Waypoint and those guys and we've been approached by other people, that's why we never went that route. Because yeah. I, you know, we we want to be in control of what we say and what we're putting out there and the businesses that are sponsoring us, we have a hundred percent faith in them and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that what we have started is a positive light on these businesses being like, okay, well I can sponsor this podcast. I can sponsor your podcast. I can sponsor this podcast and reach all these different people and mm-hmm. be re- reaching the people they, that they really want to reach. And part of, Part of my regrouping, rebranding, and coming back with the plan is I need to be much more aggressive. I was not aggressive in seeking out sponsorships, which is why I went with Waypoint. It kind of, it was kind of the easy button. I had a lot of shit going on. I was in the fire academy. Made, I was going through my sense. probationary year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life happens, you yeah. know. And I and I and I gave it a try. And I, I gave it I gave it a college try, man. I gave it, I gave her a year. Yeah. And it, it didn't work out, and it's okay. I learned from it. The quality now, of your show is still there, though, Gary. It's still good, man. I, I appreciate that. It really was. I mean, is still. I mean, I it just, is 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, I some, mean, I thought it was great. Yeah. It's, it's going to come back, and it's it's going to be niched down because I, the reason I, I was asking you guys how this podcast started was mine didn't start all that unsimilar from yours. I was on deployment sitting in, you know, in Afghanistan. You're just sitting around with a bunch of dudes and you just, you just bullshit all day. Yeah. And you wind up having the funniest conversation that no one's going to remember. Yeah, we should be we should be facts. recording this. We should be recording yeah. this exactly, man. So I mean, I got out of the military. I met this guy uh, working at UPS. He's going to school for audio production, and I can I can hook you up with some gear. I was like, okay, do you want to be on the show? He's like, nope. Like I'll I'll, I'll be there, and I and I'll weigh in if you want my my input. But uh, he 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 renders the audio. He essentially helped produce it. Yeah. He, okay. He, yeah, Out, Outlaw Peak Media. Chris, Christian Othout at Outlaw Peak Media. That dude can hook you up with right really whatever you want. Yeah. Um, as, as And I can testify to that because of the quality of the show, the audio from my shows that he puts out. But uh, it, it just started by a bunch of my hunting buddies. We were just sitting around telling stories. Yep. Just Just telling old stories. Some of it's about the military. Some of it's about hunting stories. Some of it's family. Fa- yeah, yeah, yeah just, anything. But the cool thing is, like, when you're on a podcast or when you host a podcast, you can reach out to these people. Like, one of my favorite, mm. favorite shows that I ever recorded was from Chris Pollock. He's a spearfishing, like, guru out in Seldovia. Oh. I got that one on my list. Yeah. Oh, to listen as I was going through, I listened to several of yours, but there was, you know how it is. You, 
you're not going to be into every show and nope. we we know that people we our show is a wide variety yeah. of guests and topics yeah. so we know that not everyone's going to listen to every show mm-hmm. but that's what's nice about it is you can pick and choose like well i'm interested in that but i'll probably skip that one and maybe the next week's one i'll listen to that one if i were to recommend three episodes to anybody i had greg McHale on and if you don't know who greg McHale is he's i'm down right now well he he hosts a show greg McHale's wild yukon oh yeah yeah He's an ultra endurance athlete. He actually like cut his teeth being a uh, professional adventure racer. So like paddling and running and hiking and whatever the course requires. He he and his wife. Uh, that was a fantastic episode. That one really got me fired up to do ultra stuff. Uh, just seeing the endurance that that guy has and how he's able to push himself in the mountains. And then another the, like the number two episode that I would recommend is Chris Pollock, spear fishing. In, out in Catchamac Bay, and that, that's so cool, dude. I got so pumped about that, like that recording. Like I still text him, and I bought a spear gun, <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually so I was actually driving my Hell yeah. I was towing my boat down to Homer. I put the boat in the water. My ignition coil didn't fucking work. So I couldn't make it over to Seldovia. The weather was Damn shit it. anyway. It's just one of the like it just never happened this year. But I'm actually in the process of building a boat, which is going to get me across there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the number three episode that I truly, truly enjoyed just listening to him, the wisdom that this guy has is Charlie S. Charlie S. Yeah. S, the letter e- S? E-S-S. E-S-S. And what's up, what's up with him? <sighs> this is like the ultimate Alaska man. He mm. was a trapper in the Brooks Range. First, he started logging in Minnesota, came up to be a logger. Wound up being a trapper in the Brooks Range, commercial fisherman off of Dillingham, commercial fisherman off of, like, I think they made it up to, like, Cottesview. He was a fisherman out in, on the peninsula. He built boats for a living. He's a traditional art archer. He makes his own bows. Is he a, an author, too? Yep. He's a he's an outstanding writer. Okay. He, he wrote for the Alaska Magazine or maybe the Alaska Hunting Magazine for decades. He still does. Okay. But and now he's a, like I saw his name. And now before. he's a video producer. I mean just like a big long beard. Big long yeah, he looks yeah, like ZZ okay. Top. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. I know who he is. Okay. I could listen to that guy talk <clears throat> for days. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Just the wisdom that that guy has in the woods is outstanding. I mean And there's man, there's hundreds of those guys, man. Yeah. It's crazy. The problem That's with those guys is getting them to come on. Yeah, they don't want to. Nope. They're they're stuck in their That's, wherever they're at in their cabin or in That's the ones that don't have addresses. They got grid coordinates. Yep. Yeah. Out there in well Talkeetna somewhere. And they yep. might do all the things, but sometimes they don't really want that recognition. Or, recognition or I mean Charlie's probably different because he's an author and people know him and mm-hmm. he's got pictures and but those are those old school like wealth of knowledge kind of guys. Like I met a guy this spring where we talked and contemplated, you know, maybe starting a uh, guide, assistant guide. Mm-hmm. Really late start for a dude turning forty, getting into that. So that was like a young man's thing, dude. But uh, his story and his guiding, you know, resume is amazing but 
when I asked him to come on the podcast, he's like, nope. Mm-hmm. You don't want nothing to do with it. There's a handful of guys on Instagram. That's that's like <clears> another <throat> reason that it was kind of a burnout for me is finding guests because I'm, I think social media sucks. I think it sucks. But it's a necessary evil if you want to get your message out there. Yep. And it was just kind of exhausting hitting up all these guys on, on Instagram, guys and gals on Instagram, just trying to get them to come on the show. And a lot of them would say, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Okay, let's nail down a date. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got all about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always – I mean, it's, like you said, ours, like we've been talking to you for a year. We're going to be on your pod and then we the date and then we're going to be having you on ours and then it's just mm-hmm. keep pushing though. Yeah. You know, that's what you got to mm-hmm. do. Eventually yep. you'll get them in there if, if they really want to. somebody about six times, you got to leave them alone after that. <laughs> <laughs> no more old reliable over here. <laughs> ah, the mayor, man, he's yep. ready yep. to come in. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break, and I want to come Good. back and get into uh, some real uh, nerd gear talk. Oh, I'm down. nerded out? Oh, yeah. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. (laughs) That one came quick. So you what were you saying when you walk into a, a a what attack room attack room so yeah. what in eighteen so okay yeah so we're drinking Lagavulin okay Lagavulin sixteen so in two thousand eighteen the that same you know that same sixteen year scotch mm-hmm. tasted like attack room smells oh okay it's so like you walk into attack room. And anybody that knows what a tack room is knows exactly what I'm talking about. It smells like leather. It smells like saddles. It smells like the wool blankets. It smells mm-hmm. like when you watch Yellowstone. Picture that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking right into the bar. Smells like Rip. <laughs> if you've ever, if you, yeah, it smells like Rip. It's, if you've ever been to Diamond D's uh, oh, yeah, that's a good leather one. shop. Yeah. 
So Diamond D makes the the holsters. Oh yeah, yeah. For the pistols, I've never been in their shop, but I'd imagine it, it, it would it's smell pretty that, similar. When, now it's coming together because sure. I can't forget that. So leather but, smell. But in 2018, this same thing tasted like a tack room smells, and I loved it. Loved it. Just stuck. And I knew I liked it before. Oh, okay. But yeah. like 2018 is whenever I fell in love with like all right, Lagavulin is my shit. Yeah. Like that is the standard now. Like I feel like I'm just sucking on a smoky barrel. Yeah. It's so like it's just like the like the wood just Yeah. What was the other one like you said it, you were gonna bring? Or you I asked me and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <It's> an, <laughs> another distillery called uh Ben Ryak. Okay. Okay. And that's that's another smoky one. It probably would have been really good, but I wanted to celebrate this moment. I, I like I'm truly honored that you guys have me here. So oh, we appreciate oh, you thank coming you in. Thank you for coming, man. And thanks for bringing such a tasty beverage cuz I'm not a scotch guy. I I'd, never have you might, been. You might be after I this. think I will. Oh, I'm now. absolutely down. <laughs> I'm going to have that in my house. Yeah. And I'm uh, that we will always have a bottle of that in our studio from now on just in case anybody wants to. I mean, all you need is Four ounces, yeah. A few little nips here yep. and there, and you're right about and, not and having the ice. Yeah, probably takes away that. Oh, that it waters taste, it down. Yeah. yeah, no way. Yeah, no, I get it. And it has to be in a Yeti cup. See, yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah, other thing. That's, that's nice. That's you, I nice. see you gave us the Gucci cups, and you took the old fashioned camp Dude, cup, the, the canteen cup, the old yeah. canteen. Yeah, no, um, when's this episode gonna air? Um, this one will be out two weeks. Okay. Um, the video version will be out on the 18th and President's Day. Okay. Well, you got time. Costco still has bottles of this. Okay. All right. I'm going to Costco. <laughs> Don't I'm want going. people to snatch it up yeah, before Costco you guys get yeah. a shot out now they, now they hear Eastside. Yeah. Eastside Costco, not South Oh, okay. Side. Oh, well, that's where we're from. Real. That's you know where what I'm saying? That's where I'm from, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's get into the gear. I see you walked in with the Kafaru pack. You yeah, came man. in with that. And, uh, you know, big shout out to those guys doing awesome things. Some guys carry a man purse. But this guy walks in with a Kafaro pack. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Dude, it was full of nothing but four cups and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Hiked that all the way up those stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's how ultra I am. Well, oh. you know what was funny? Uh, sorry, I was just going to no, go say, as soon as you sat down, bro, we just went full fucking geek on packs. <laughs> I, know, a- I know. And the mayor's over here just like, I don't know if I can want to pack since the army, man. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty quiet over there. It's like Mystery Ranch, Barney's packs, Kafaru. Uh, He's like, oh, man, a three day assault pack from the army. I'm like, <laughs> so I, I guess I'm, I was the dummy that even after the army, even after I was in the infantry, I was still like, you know what? I still like moving heavy shit uphill. Ultra. I guess. Yeah, you're ultra. Know. He's ultra. How, how do you train? Just, just not to go way back on the ultra stuff, but how do you do train for that in the winter? Do you run honestly, in the winter? Honestly, so Put some I'm, ice bugs on or I'm something. No, I don't do ice bugs. Okay, I think just that's my, a cop out. Just ladies. My wife has something. <laughs> you don't. You don't wear cleats or no? Nothing? No, actually, this dude is ultra. Very, Come on, I man. I know, man. Look at the shoes. They're bright orange and shit. Um, Probably puts fifteen like, bottles uh, of scotch uh, in his pack and runs with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my fuel during the race. <laughs> No it's shit. Like a, no a, shit. A Caucasian the, uh, David Goggins. Right <laughs> <laughs> no oh, shit. Goggins the, is the mil- is the Marine. Uh, he's the Navy dude. Oh fuck! He does like a thousand push-ups and the, the whole. He dude, did. His YouTube he did four thousand. He has the pull-ups. Does he yeah. have the Guinness? 
No, it's been broken. Oh, it has. Well, yeah. he, he might have the Guinness, but like unofficially, it's been broken by Cameron Haynes' son, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Savage. I need to step my Savage. game up, boys. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. did like 4,000. Almost 4,100, I think. Jeez. Pull-ups in. 24 in, hours. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I, I, I might be able to do like 10, bro. Yeah, right. I don't even think <laughs> I can yeah, do right, 10. <laughs> I could probably do like Yeah, right. I bet right you, now, I give the over-under at four. Four. Oh, fuck, dude. Four. One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> One. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the scotch like, yeah, all right, fuck it. You got to kick them legs, man. Kick them legs. <laughs> Just cross, too? Yep. yep. <laughs> you got to do that CrossFit pull-up where you use your whole body a swing. <laughs> You know, I, I when we when I was looking for a new pack, and we talked about packs, and I've I've run several packs, and um, you know, I started with the QU pack way before people knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, there was things I loved about it. I love their pocketing system and and a lot of their features and they're just their attention to detail and stuff. I, I couldn't get with it's that OCD. <laughs> with that crazy sway. Once you have a sheep in your whole bag, and you got to do this shift mm. when you're side hilling for a mile like I, after that i was like nope um i did try the kafaro i what i didn't like about it was that big big pad on your you got to get used to that either you like that or you don't well that's what i was saying about make sure you get the right stays put in the pack uh, right because i have the curve that there's two kinds of stays you have the curved and you have the straight so if you were if that lumbar pad was bugging you, you probably have a flat back, and that pack was fitted with curved stays. So that mm. lumbar pad was actually pushing into you in a way that's not ergonomic. That's exactly what it was. So I have I have curved stays. I got not a pronounced curve, but like my 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 back. And there's videos on YouTube to show you how to fit it. But yeah. like the my lower back is curved just in a way that that curved stay fits like that lumbar pad just like molds to my body yeah i i think that the gear of uh mountain hunting or mountain adventures or anything like that it's just it's come so far and even as we were geeking on the um even the little things on the on the trekking poles to put it together it just seems like the innovation has just been going and going and like who like five years from now where is it's going to be it's 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 amazing Rocket packs, the rocket packs. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I need one of those. <laughs> no, but you're right. Just think, uh, uh, how long ago was it that you're sitting on the side of a mountain with your eyes just burning, looking through a scope, and now you could throw your damn phone on it. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. kicked back. Yeah, or if you got a if you got an iPad, you just put your iPad on there. Yeah, it's great. Like point. watch on a movie screen, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. So what do you run for a um what do you like for a tent or shelter? It uh it it depends. Um well he likes that uh three day assault. Well I know pack. what you mean because everyone I mean I got about <laughs> He's five like, tents. I do a and tarp and a blanket. <laughs> yeah, He's I probably got, got that one man army tent with a pole in the middle still in it. <laughs> you know what I try <laughs> He's fucking ultra boys. <laughs> I tried the stone glacier that uh sky air. Mm-hmm. I tried that with the vestibule attachment. Uh, that would be perfect if it doesn't rain. 
Oh, well, then it's not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> are, you hunting, are, you, are you hunting in Arizona? No, this, this was in the Chugach, so oh, that, yeah. that piece of equipment got sold. However, I, I mean, I have a sawtooth from Kafaru. Oh, nice. And I have a three-person Nemo, like, four-season mountaineering tent. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't fuck around with shelters. Like, yeah, you want somewhere go, dry to go into when it's yeah. fucked. Yeah, I've been yeah. out in shit weather, and you know what? If one pound <laughs> or one and a half pounds makes or breaks me having a good experience versus a dog shit experience, I'm going to carry the pound. That's that, yeah, Quite frankly, that's where I'm at. If it's five and, and, fucking pounds, I'll take it. And if I'm going, especially if I'm going with another person, it depends yeah. on the hunt. But if we're expecting weather, me and another person, even a guy my size, we're taking the, the Nemo. Um, if I'm kind of base camping it, what is uh, that about a seven pound, five pound tent? The Nemo, I oh, think no, it's is se- seven and a half pounds. I think three man tent. It's a three man double vestibule. Okay. Like full on four season mountaineering yeah. tent. Yeah. Okay. Like dude, dudes do big mountains with that, that mm-hmm. tent. Um, but if I'm kind of base camping it, I'll either camp in my truck. Cause mm-hmm. I, I have the back of my truck. Like I got a camper shell and mm. I actually built, um, like truck bed length drawers with a platform on top so i have all my hunting gear accessible right there nice and so i'll I'll, or i'll sleep in the bed of the truck but if i'm hiking in a few miles i got the sawtooth and i'll just run floorless with a piece of tyvek to keep my my stuff dry nice i looked into those sawtooth i really wanted one i still want one actually so you can backpack that in Mm -hmm. yeah what does that weigh in without a floor any clue Four pounds, maybe. Oh, I think three and a half pounds. Does it it's come with the? Um, I know, I know. Kevin's had them at Barney's for a yeah. while. Does it have the pole? Does it come with that front pole and that back pole? Yeah. yeah, it does. Okay. The back, the back pole you can toss and use your stick. Use your trekking pole. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now is that two man? You could do two. Oh, comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable okay. two and gear. Yeah. With your packs inside. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, those are really nice. I. I Really like those a lot. You know whenever, what I've seen? Sorry, go ahead. Whenever I was bear baiting, you know, I'd be gone for the weekend. If my wife wasn't in town, I'd, I'd bring the dog. So it's me and the dog in the sawtooth. She's got her bed. I got my bed. All my shit's <laughs> oh, inside. <yeah. laughs> like, and you don't have to have the stove. I mean, it's May or June, so. Sure. It just, yeah. You got all the space in the world. You can stand up and put those your pants on. Holy you shit. You know what we're talking about? You seen those? Pull that sawtooth uh-uh. up real yeah. quick. Just, it's it's kind of like, bl- like they blended the teepee with the tent. Yeah, which yes. is, yeah. is the way that I describe it. Um, but, you know, as you're looking that up, I saw um, Caleb from uh, Alaska Outdoor Council. He fitted his, for my family tent, we use a Cabela's guide tent. Mm-hmm. You know, just the six man, the whole family's in there with oh, the yeah. dog, and it's just legit, you know. But he ended up putting a stove jack in his, and a stove in that six man guide. I got to pull that up. I think I saw that. I think I saw it the other day. Yeah, he put a it up on his face. Cabela's tent? Yeah. Yeah, and he put a stove in it. He put like a stove green in it. dome stuff? Yeah, the same one we got. He put a stove oh, thing in there because he, he was testing it. it out. Is this the is this the teepee here? Oh, that's the that's the sawtooth. That's the saw, yeah, the oh, sawtooth okay. there. Okay. So, like, this lower portion, mm-hmm. that pole in the middle, you can easily fit two guys on either side, or, like, one guy on either side of the pole, mm-hmm. and that's where you sleep. So, the rest of that entire space is gear and stove perfect oh it has a stove jack there in the front yeah uh, what are they called oh there's a better one let's see what the one with the guy there well that one's nice too kind of give you an idea 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That thing's huge. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've had like split wood in that thing. I've been I've had fires going in it like Do you have in, you in run the stove their, their stove? Yeah. 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 Which yeah, is like nice. collapsible, breaks down into pieces. Yep. And I, I would it's say it's like that one there. The size of a briefcase is the stove. Yep, that's it. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah. But that thing cranks heat. Yeah. Oh, well, they that got different cranks, sizes. That thing cranks heat to the point where you're like, dude, I might melt this tent. Oh, man. Or, or it's, just too, it's just too hot, and you're like yeah. in your underwear out of your bag. Like, fuck. My brother has the Kefaro 8-man, the teepee. Fuck, that thing's nice. And it takes a while to learn. Yes. Because you feel like you are in a full ayahuasca Dude, my uh, my yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my largest complaint about using pounds. my largest complaint about those teepees is the footprint. You got to find a spot big enough and flat enough to justify putting it down. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. It's yeah. huge. I, I wanted to bring that out. That's what my buddy just bought. The Kafaro? No, he bought a. To your uh, point right there, Gary. Like you got to find a flat spot for yeah. it, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. So if you look up like Megahorn, that's what he just bought. And it has that big stove inside of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'll tell you what, man, you will TV. sweat, you will burn. Like, there's there's some definitely some learning to do because yeah. you will sweat yourself right out of that thing. Yep. And full disclosure, like, if anybody goes with the TP, like the eight-man TP, Kafari, like, every now and then you'll, you'll, find, you'll find a 16-man TP. Like, they make them huge. If you go somewhere where there's going to be a bunch of moisture, Prince William Sound, Catch Mac Bay, yep. you have to have the liner. Yes. You have to. If you don't have that liner, you're getting rained on all night. No, yeah, we learned that. My my brother did end up buying that liner, and it helped a lot with that condensation because oh. that is the main drawback yeah, the to, to, to any teepee. Nice. That oh, one's man. nice. That's Damn. got the like the snow flaps. Yeah, and you can stand up. You can stand up in that thing. And it's got a whole wood stove on the side of there. It's got a floor in it too. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yep. and it's got the stove jack on the well, side. There's a vent right there. That must be where it. This little cap must go over and, and right, right. Maybe be yeah. some mesh or something. Look at on that the one on yep. the left there, with the dude standing next to. It. And like I said, I think there's still lots of room for improvement. Holy shit, that's massive. Room for improvement with those four, four guys comfortable in cots, probably. Yeah, oh, but man. yeah. The thing is, you could stand up. Like yes, that's what's key. Especially comfortably yeah. stand up, get dressed. Yeah, sit on your cot. You're not constantly laying yeah. down. Great for late season or winter all hunts, day long yeah. for sure. They they're really excellent for uh, raft. Rafting trips and rafting mm-hmm. hunting because you're living in those waders and those boots. You're not going in a tent, right? Right. With that stuff, but you set that thing up and you can go in and out of there and keep your wet stuff on. Yeah, man. Dry like your not, stuff out. Not having to take your boots off in the vestibule. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. like to somebody that doesn't do it a lot, they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, and and you know, if if you don't do it enough to think that that's a luxury, then <laughs> then you know, don't get a teepee. But yeah. to me, just walking in. Being able to stand up and put my pants on in the morning, God, right? Or sit man. on the end of your cot. Yeah, gosh, yeah. so nice. Yeah, God, just reach huge. down and lace your boots up. Yeah. Well, and it's nice too, and you get screwed in weather, and you're stuck in there for a while. You got some room to breathe, man. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, you do all your cooking in there. You do everything yeah. in there. Yep. And also, like, don't don't discount it as like you can just make it a cook tent. I was up on the yep uh, the Steese Highway. Trying to shoot a forty mile caribou in the middle of December and it was balls cold outside. So oh, me fuck. and a buddy below zero. Yeah, and so so we we knew we were going to sleep in the back of my truck, but we used the the teepee as our cook tent. So yeah. we set it up in the evening. We cook dinner, get warm, get dry. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then go to sleep, wake up the next morning, light a fire. Now we Get got some coffee fired yep, up. Coffee, yeah. food. And like you can, that stove gets so hot, you can just place a pan on it, cook your bacon and eggs right on top there. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's just, it is, I hate saying game changer. Just like Jeff Lund yeah, used to I tell know. me, like, he, he, he hates he game hates changers. Hey, Jeff, it's a game changer. But I even told, <laughs> but I, I told him, like, I told him that the the TP for me was a. He was needs a game that changer. down there in Ketchikan, all that rain and all that water. Well, he's written articles about having one, I think. But I don't think he's using one out there. Well, no, obviously he, he, he has does, a stove. Does he have one? Of he those? has a. He has a. Um, he has a, a a wood stove system. He hikes up into the Alpine for his Sitka blacktail hunts. I've seen him on Instagram. Really, with the stove? Yeah, let me look it up. Oh. Yeah, pretty damn sure of it anyway. Yeah. Another, I'd, I've never been in one, but, you know, friends of mine will testify that seek outside. Their teepees are also, you know, top Yeah, I got notch. some buddies that run those. Those are good, too. Yeah. And, and, and the materials that they're coming with, like that Dyneema, you know, if we're only yeah, really getting nerdy on it, um, for that, for that, pre- um, precipitation or is that the right word yeah precipitation Precipitation. that happens in there you know because that's the thing when you're in those it's a one it's a one layer right so anything that's sweating in there it's just gonna get up there and drip sometimes right and that's why that that tb brand right there it's got that roof it's got that layer and that that shell right so it lets all that out through that vent right yeah But, but that's also why you run the liner right right yep so it doesn't drip on you I think that's the seek outside that he was just using. Yep. Yep. Is that his? Oh, yes, that's a big one too. I'm always on the lookout for like somebody that doesn't know what they have, like a 12 or a 16 man TP. Yeah. <laughs> just because like I picture driving down the Denali Highway, like I got this DC 485 tag, and it's bright, beautiful day, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm driving down the highway, and then I come off one of those side roads, and like you know what? I think I'm just gonna hike a mile in and set up this giant. Utopia, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then the caribou are just going to trickle to me. That's right. I've been in that exact situation. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yeah, <laughs> that's a caribou call. They want to yeah. come. They want to come look. I'm like, what is this thing over yeah. here? What that guy looks thing? comfortable. I want to yeah. hang out with him. Just you just wake up and just caribou bed it all around it. <laughs> My uh, people, <laughs> they yeah. smell the scotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you running currently for a bag? Sleeping bag. Uh, actually, I just switched to the Kafaru slick bag, the twenty degree. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go with synthetic because I anticipate, like, like I said, I'm building a boat, so I anticipate being a Prince William Sound and Catchmack a lot. Yeah. So synthetic bag for yep. the next several years, I think, was the move for me. Can't go wrong with those. Yeah. Those are nice. There, man. Yeah. Prior to that, it was uh, like a treated down, like a DWR treated down Kelty bag. Mm-hmm. No, nothing special. Yeah. But it got some cold spots that I couldn't ignore anymore. So, yeah. yeah, you were you were suffering here and there, or or just it sucked a little. <laughs> it was like I went on a we went me and a buddy drove up to towards Eagle chasing caribou, and it wasn't even a particularly cold night. Uh, and we were in his Arctic oven, got it piping hot, and I went to bed super comfortable, and I woke up. Oh, no. I don't know. Three hours later, shivering. Like, what the hell is this? Oof. And that shouldn't have happened on that. Were you night. sleeping on the rocks or something? Nope. I was on a cot. Oh wow. Yeah. So like I said, oh. it, it should for a new it, bag. It, yeah, well, sometimes it takes you yeah. to freeze your ass off one night oh, to yeah. go spend the money. <sighs> go get you another. You wake up bag. shivering, man. It'll make you want to go back to the truck. Yeah. 
There ain't nothing fun about that. Yeah, so I just, like, no, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. The slick bag is the middle zip. Yep. I love the center zip. Okay. I cannot believe it took. Till 2021 or whatever the fucking fucking thing came out. Jesus, come on. I can't do it. I, I that was one of my ones that I, I moved so much that zip would be on the bottom, that's and then me. I'd be just yep. in there like full panic. Does, does that is that <laughs> that's me. Yeah. does that slick got a good toe box where it you can still move in the bag, yeah. or, or does your foot catch in the bottom and bind no, it all up? I, and spin I, I got the long. Okay, okay. Um, so so it's not just like your feet are going straight to the bottom. Nope. Okay. Nope. And if it's super cold, like it was up on, up on the stees, uh-huh. uh, I'll take a whoopie with me. Okay, and I'll wrap. I'll actually wrap my feet in the whoopie, and oh. then I'll uh, stick it in go, there. Yep, oh. wrap my feet and then go in the bag. The whoopie. I won the whoopie on a photo contest with Kafara. Yeah, it's our it's our couch blanket at the house. I don't I don't have the <laughs> Kafara whoopie. I still got one of those shitty army ones. But that Kafara whoopie is legit. You guys are fucking up, and you guys need to take the snuggie out. Oh, the old Snuggy? Yeah, Snuggy. Yeah. With the arms? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's the Thuggy. No. Can't go, I can't go that far. <laughs> I can see you in a little lavender nah. lavender Snuggy. Just didn't, goes out to the softball it. game and throws a Snuggy on. <laughs> didn't with a, Sitka with a make a sleeping wrap. bag like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sitka did make the sleeping bag that had the arms in it. I don't it, know if it caught on because I never saw anything else about it. No, no. It just came out. That, like a year or two ago. Pull that up real quick. Oh, I will. I the, think it looks ridiculous. I think so. Too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's kind of like the Capri the Capri uh, puffy pants. It's like the yes. zip-off hikers. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool oh, that they're trying shit. these things. I mean, I think it's cool that they're trying these things. Getting innovative. <laughs> but that one with the arms, oh, man, I, I, I don't know. I what, can't get behind it. I don't know. It's the Kelvin. I need the one that you can pee in there. And not have to get out. <laughs> That's the one I'm, I'm looking for. The, just the one yeah, with I'm the with little, you. the little arm right in the middle. <laughs> the waterproof tube. Yeah, it has a tube the that goes to the outside of the tent. Can't dribble fuck? back in on yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're patenting that shit, so don't think about it. <laughs> okay, there it is, right there. Oh no, they made no. There was. Was that the one they made slits in hell? That thing's a jacket sleeping bag, bro. Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. Motherfuckers is about it. Look at this guy. Why haven't we seen that at the Grammys yet? Bro, that's it, man. You zip up the side, it's a sleeping bag. That's actually genius. Look at that. You could be like, man, fuck it. I'm taking a nap. I think I'd rather just throw some puffy pants in. What's that zip on the bottom? I'm with you on that. Is this so you can walk? Probably so he can let his feet Man, out. Man, this dude's all in the... You can cut that bag up all on that shell like that. Man, that you rock. already know that thing's got 50 holes in the bottom of it. <laughs> okay, so it does zip wish. on the bottom. Oh, no, that holds it well, in so place right there. number right here. You go start go chasing your mule deer. Just go. That's the Man, most, multi, with that. most multifunctional fashion gear I've seen in a while. I'm not going to lie. That's probably the... You can, say shit it. you can say it. You can say it. Let me get the. Let me and get I the, bet uh, it ain't cheap. I want to know who's buying Sika. this. I want to see. It's oh, that's Sika. A, that's Sika's bag. It's Sika. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's Sika's bag. No, There's a lot of people buying guys, that. I want to get you guys with the Capris, though. Oh, the Capris. Oh, no. oh man. Why? Come Look on. Look at that, man. Sorry, Chad. <sighs> Sorry, Chad. We're hating on your Capris. Um, he had those in Canis. 
the yeah, can dude, is one. That's well, the equivalent of the Velcro New Balances. Oh, the five. Oh, th- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can't do it. You got to be a certain age. Yeah. You got to be yeah, age well. I, you got to be mean, a Scotch for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, I. I Went with Chad that first year. He had that Canis, uh, those down the down gear he brought. It was it was it wasn't thick enough, but he stayed warm. So I'm not here to say it wasn't. Excuse me, but dude, man, he could like bust that shit on and off, and and with his uh, Kafaru uh, that fucking straight jacket bag. I mean, he was like we would get up. Some snow would come in or whatever. We were like 5,500, 6,000 feet way up high. So in August, man, we got we got snow every other couple hours in the area. And he could just tear that shit down and be in and out of it in minutes versus where I had to be like, I had to take my fucking boots off to yeah. get my puppy well, yours pants don't have on. A zip. No, at the, no, at the time I didn't because I, I haven't really needed to use them that much. Yeah. But in that sort of condition where you're like in and out of – like one hour you're hiking in a t-shirt and then the next hour you're glassing in a fucking full puff. I mean, yeah. that damn sleeping bag wasn't looking so bad right there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not buying that, but. Well, that's something about that Kafaru bag system that I, I personally enjoy because I could run a lid on top of that that totally detaches from the frame. Mm. So in that lid, depending on the time of year, you can have your food in there, you can have your water filter in there. Mm. I can put layers yeah on so like top, on right. like on and off just bam bam like throw it right in yeah. the lid it's right at the top and then you just keep moving so yeah and he had his gear like right accessible so it was like stripped out through that i mean he had those damn capri pants on but they just were on and off in seconds and then when it got cold and shitty you know we threw a tarp over us laid down for 30 minutes 45 minutes shit blew over peel it back off get back on the yeah game trail i mean well there's something to be said about accessibility and, and functionality and, yeah mm-hmm. well i appreciate him like <clears throat> trying it he's one of those guys is who's going to try it all out and to see what works for him yeah, he's and that depends on what works for you and, now, and the budget yeah, you know, and, yeah, yeah. And, budget yeah which is important you know it gets expensive when you're like i'm gonna try this this year it's like well you spent 300 dollars on that set last year so you're gonna spend another 300 this year, yeah, but you know, you know, you know but what it I, resells though. Exactly, yeah. I was just gonna say the resale market for that is yeah, shit hot. I mean, yep, it doesn't matter what it is. Somebody you wants posted it. that day and it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Kuyu, true. Kuyu super down jacket. That's a double XL for the big boys. There's a dude we're just waiting for that thing to hit oh, yeah. Facebook market to buy it. Yeah, you know, it happens that fast. Yeah, what are you running for boots? Uh, I run Los Sportivas. Okay. Okay. Uh, stiff, stiff. Well, in the summer, I got they call the Evo. It's it's a summer hiking boot, like yeah. semi stiff. Uh, but yeah, in the winter or super mountain late, late. stuff, I'm yeah. running the Nepal's. Is that like the yellow stiff. ones? Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's stiff. Goes mm-hmm. the stitch goes. Yep. So I mean that, but that stems from an Achilles injury. And the La Sportiva oh. heel cup was the only one that didn't bug it. Mm. I see. So I've just been running La Sportiva since that Achilles injury. Yeah. 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 Gives but, you the structure, structural integrity of the boot that doesn't – or is it rub? It was a rub. It's a rub yep. thing. Yep. Okay. And I was wearing Scarpas whenever it happened, so, like, I just can't 
Can't do scarf. I don't even. Scarf may fit me great now. I don't know. But I'd like mentally, I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, That's I think that is the one main yeah, piece of, of gear that is like, do not go for what you think you want, the name brand or whatever. Go and try them all on and the one that fits you, right? Yeah. A lot of times you walk out of the store with the one you didn't think you were going to buy. Right. And I tried, like, I went to Barney's. I tried yeah. Crispy. I tried Loa. I even brought the Loa Tibet's home. I wore them around the house. And I had to take them back. It's like Kevin, I can't do it, man. So, and I just I wound up going with Lost Sportiva. Yeah, you got to go with what fits. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that that is the number one piece of gear. That if somebody was like, "Well, I, I, I'm either going to spend money on binos or boots," I'm like, "Bro, spend the money oh, on the boots." boots. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like you will get a good picture of whatever animal you're trying to look at if you walk closer to them. <laughs> Yeah. Facts. Well, if it, yeah, and if that <laughs> boot's tearing your foot up, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. The hunt's when over. feet start to hurt. Yeah, it's oh, gone. Yeah, your homie's Man. up there chasing a ram, and you're down there glassing them with your feet, <laughs> fucking <laughs> in the second skins, and you're sick of fucking sleeping bag jacket. <laughs> sleeping <and shit>. bag <laughs> Warm as hell, but your feet are fucked, bro. Yeah, and I, I'll recommend, too, you can go to, uh, you know, Hoarding Marmot has a lot of the old stuff if you want to try some new stuff. Or lightly used. Um, yeah. REI, when they have their, like, garage sale thing, that's mm-hmm. where I got my Scarpas. Um, and the mm-hmm. same thing, like, people will go buy, you know, a $600 pair of boots, realize they ain't for them. Tear their feet Tear them shit. apart, yep. and you can get them for 300 And you another know? thing to look at, man, it, it truly is an investment. If you're going to invest mm-hmm. in something, invest in some good boots. And La Sportiva... Uh, they carry a fantastic warranty. So I've, this is my second pair of Nepal's. The first ones were not worn out, but the sole started to separate. Mm. Yes, it pi- happens, I, man. I took pictures, sent it to their warranty service. They said, we'll either repair or replace them. Just send them to us. They they paid for the shipping. I sent it to them. <clears throat> so oh, like 10, 10 days later, they sent me a brand new pair. They're like, yeah, we couldn't fix them, man. Sorry, but here's a brand new pair. That's great. That's it, man. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Yep. Those are the companies that will continue to succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're an Italian brand, but they have a hub in Colorado. So I mean, I sent them there, and ten days later, I got I got a brand new pair of boots. Yeah. Like no complaints. Italians yeah. made. No yeah. questions asked. Yeah. You said earlier when we before we were gear talking, and you said you run the Maven. Yes. For for optics. Yep. Mm-hmm. So binos and spotter. Yep. Okay. Can you pull that? Pull up their site real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our, our good buddy Jack has the uh, binos. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually never looked through the Maven um, spotters. Uh, not spelling. Do they that. offer a full like sixty, eighty? Yep. Okay. And yep. what do you got? The biggest one. The biggest one. Because quite frankly, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the tent. If I'm worried about a pound here, a pound there, I probably shouldn't be on the mountain. Yeah. There is a there is a cap. Like I'm not gonna like walk out with a hundred. Not walking pack in one hundred two. No. <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the angled or straight? I got the angled. Okay. The 80 millimeters angled. Those are pretty. You went with the black uh, on yeah. black? Black on black, dude. God, man, I got man, that Look at the price, too, man. That's that's a third. That's not bad. That's a third of that's the swallow. And 80? I would I would rate this glass higher than the Vortex Razor. Okay. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Go to that black that's and orange. Gort, gort, that's, yeah. I like the well, orange. Now, now, that, or that's, if, yeah. if you go down to those other yeah. pictures, Brandon, you can choose any color you want. Like, yep, right to the right, right there. 
Yeah, you can customize it. You can oh, customize damn. any color you want for that Christ, ring and dude. all that other stuff, and even the the color of the actual thing, like the the top part. Yep. Shit, yeah. Yeah. So going, click one. Go pink. I'm going pink on pink, homie. Let's see. Go I pink. Think, oh, you can go camo, you can cryptic, go kuyu shit. Fuck, dude. Nice man. You can engrave that Joker too, huh? Yep. Damn, we need see. To that's a, that's. A, a, I like that. I, I think that's cool. And they also offer the same warranty as all the the main guys. Like, yep. if you drop your shit down the mountain, just grab a piece of it if you can find it, and they will replace it. You know, and I met the rep. I uh, forget her name. Lovely gal, amazing um, interaction with her at the Sportsman Show. So when you call customer service, mm-hmm. you get her cell phone. You talking about Courtney? Oh wow, nice. Is it is there a uh, brunette? Brunette girl. Courtney out of uh, the West Coast. No, she's I, um, Montana or no? These uh, guys Wyoming, Wyoming. Ah yeah. Wyoming. Uh, man, I have her business card at the house, but uh, I w- she's like, hey man, you have any problem with our shit? You call, you get my phone. Click That's the awesome. click the bill of custom. Like, Damn, I want to see what that looks For like. Some with reason, that piece. I think it's just it's... part of the picture. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, I can't really do nothing. Click build a custom button below to start. Uh, I'm, I was trying. It's got this plus thing. Yeah, I think it just blows it, up the yeah. image. I think you got to go down more. X out that. Yeah, let me just let me just try. It. Let me start over. Oh, but a, a word on their binos, like they're like the glass. I've already said how good I think the glass is, but yeah, uh, their bino sizes are not the standard sizes. So you got like your ten by forty twos. You got your twelve by fifties. Custom builder on the top. I actually got. Left. I'm rocking up, the up, up. eleven by forty fives, which is something like right in the middle. Okay. So it's kind of an oddball size, but there is a noticeable noticeable difference in magnification and uh, field of view. I mean, I think this is the – I mean, they're the first ones that I've seen let you customize it. Yeah, go build – let's go build the hot boy. There's a hot boy right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Here we go. Ooh, white. So you can go uh, – let's go with the Kuyu. Oh shit! That's so that cool. Voice. Oh, it and starts adding dollar amounts. Oh yeah. To it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's just the armor. Now go to the ocular end, and you can choose the colors. Oh shit, man! Ooh. Okay. That's just that tip. Then go down to number five. So we can go like. <laughs> oh man. Blue and shit. Then we know red. Wow. Damn! You can get crazy with this. This these was. This thing's going to get up to 3K real quick. <laughs> that's pretty rad, though. I mean, just they give you that option. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you see, add to cart. So yeah, I don't think anybody else does that, right? No, I never seen that. They, have, they might have one or two, like a green or a black option. Yeah. But right, but nobody gets cool, that in-depth. No, 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 no. No, they're the first ones to do that, which that's is pretty cool. It's, it's a good, just a good brand, good business. Good. Well, especially, I mean, not to say anything. I mean, there's a lot of women now that are into hunting and into into the mountains and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they want to look pretty. And they want to match their let, stuff. Let's get real here. Whatever you're seeing in a spot and, co- spot and scope is not going to see your hot pink spotting no. scope. No. So no. make it whatever you want. Who cares? Yeah. Well, if you're trying to get that gram going. Yeah, it looks well, good for the that, pictures. Yeah. You want That's that true. tritone. <laughs> <laughs> no, trying to get your followers up. <laughs> yeah, Courtney, that went on the um, her outdoor journey. Yes, yeah. she is. She a maven? maven rep. Oh, that's right. I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was yes. at the sheep show or, or on one of the. 
yeah, up Expos, there in West Hunter, yeah. Expos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she's that's a right. Maven rep. That's why I thought that's who you were talking about. Yeah, it's been almost a year now since I met her, but she's she a pretty badass chick, dude. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. She's really cool. Yeah, she's no, doing good that's, things. That's rad, man. Really cool. What else didn't we cover? Yeah, I dude, I, I want to touch on the on the the foot care thing. Okay, let's because do that, well through so through the whole ultra running thing, mm. I started running in toe socks. Okay, and the brand I use is Exoskin, and mm. I I use toe socks for all my long runs. Um, I use them backcountry skiing. Exoskin. Yep. Exo. Uh, it's, it's literally just XO skin. So skin. No, not even an E on there. XO. There you go. Yep. All right. This is for the sock? Yep. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, like, so your individual toes go on their own little... Yep. Oh, what? They still make those? Remember when they used to have the five-finger shoes? I used to to run in those. I used to have those, too, when I used to run back in the days. (laughs) Damn, man. A long time ago. Way time ago. Time ago. All right, so that that sock you're looking at right there. Pork belly in that wrap, bro. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So damn, look at them feet, boy. Tell them about your feet care. Oh, dude, I'm missing toenails and shit right now. (laughs) But yeah, so so, like the uh, I I use the toe socks like backcountry skiing. I use them skate skiing today. I use them running. This particular brand super durable. Uh, They dry super quick and they don't stink. They don't mm. stink. They're perfect for the backcountry. So you couple that, and there's another brand of uh, skin barrier ointment that I use. It's called Salty Britches. In fact, I'm wearing their hat right now. Yeah. So Eliminate the chafe. This is not. Oh, that shit says britches. Yeah. You said not it salty bitches. I thought that the whole time. I'm sitting here looking at his hat like this joke. I was listening to that one today bitch. with the lady. She's from, she's from North Carolina. She's South too, Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, okay. She's a fantastic Shit. woman. Yeah. But, I mean, that brand was born because her son was getting chafed from the salt water and not being able to have a good time on the beach. So she, in her kitchen, developed this formula. And this is not like Body Glide. It is not going to make shit slide. This is a barrier. Mm. It will stop the chafe. But on my 58-mile run, I covered my toes and in between my toes with – the salty britches. I put the exoskin socks on top of that. I re-upped one time at twenty-seven and a half miles, and then I ran the rest of it. So, can you pull that up? Actually, I want to see what that looks. Like. Is it like a glider kind of stick? Nope. Or is it's, it like it's clean? Just, it's a tube. Okay. It's a tube. Yeah, and so it, you, and it comes out looking like Vaseline, but it's it's a more viscous than that. Does it create like a layer? Yep. God damn it. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. And then you put that. So there is no. Rubbing on the skin, none. If there's any rubbing, it's going to rub on that yep. riches material yep. or whatever. That and it's cream and it's is. and it's all natural stuff. There's no chafing ointment. Yep, I've actually got a tube of, I've got a tube of it in my truck. I got is that two a hang loose? Yeah. Oh shit, man! From the beach, fucking holly bra, holly bras. So she she made this so that her son could have a better time on the beach, but it's starting to like trickle into the ultra running into the skiing into the mm. hunting world oh. so where you get some wicked chafing going on yeah so you put it on your hot spots man and mm-hmm. it, it truly truly helps it truly does so do you want to put it on pre 
pre yeah, pre trip or could it be like oh this is starting to go starting to heat up. let me let me put it on there both because on that 58 mile run i carried bear spray it was just kind of strapped around my waist i didn't train with that so i started to get chafing like right oh, on my belt. lower back rubbing oh. hard yep but i had a tube of that shit with me i rubbed it right where the hot spots were and it went away and i didn't even have to re-up it so does it need a minute to dry no you just nope. put it on you and put go it on, on. like wet sweaty skin doesn't matter Wow. Wow. Huh. Doesn't like matter. It. So, like, going and, like, talking about feet care, uh, proactive hand care. Like, when it's super cold, my fingertips will split. Yes. Oh, I yeah, get that right. right or, now. On the, or on the side. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right so, at, so at, mm-hmm. at night, you put that shit on your fingertips, and you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, no splits. Put it on your lips if you get super oh, that was my, That was my next question was chapped lips, yep. man. You get in the wind. Use it for sun. everything. Yep. What about yeah, the main chap spot? <laughs> It helps. Trust me. Okay. It, it's 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 a godsend. How about when one doesn't wipe enough? Ooh. It has a nice fragrance to it to cover up the stench. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Never know you get that clapped ass going well, on. Well, it looks like they have the nice little bottle, man. That's worth it to have it on the trip. It totally is, man. The, a tube Softy stays bad. with me. It's 13 bucks. That's nothing. It's cheap. So have you used that winter skin one? Yeah. Yep. It's only 2.1 ounces. You can carry that shit. Come on now. No, I'm thinking like uh <laughs> How long would you say it lasts? Like on your face for sledding. Like oh, yeah. out snow machine. Yeah. Or snow machine yeah. and yeah. stuff like those Absolutely. guys are doing yeah, the long iron dog boys. Cold. Yeah. Iron dog. I'm talking about fishing. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like how, in the spaces, right? Yeah. Where the yeah. goggles yeah, right yeah. up over here. How long does it last? I mean hmm. I ran fifty eight miles and I re upped at the halfway point. But that was a proactive thing. It's not like I felt that I needed to do, to do it. Okay. And I was yeah, running through, and I was, like, wading through shin-deep water in spots, yeah. you know, and I, I didn't feel the need to re- – but when, when you couple it with the toe socks. Yeah. Sounds like you got your first sponsor there. <laughs> they, put, they, they put me on the ambassador team. We'll see what happens. Oh, there we go. All right, so this yeah. guy right here, Chad Wright, that's a bad motherfucker. He well, endorses the, beard, the hell man. out of this says stuff. It all. Yeah. She probably uses that for beard balm. Bet you I can give him a run for his money. That's cool, man. That's great. Bad That's ass. stuff that you you don't really think about, right? And, and exoskin, plug, man. not only well, do yeah, they do I the toe socks, unless you came. Well, not only yeah. do they do the toe socks, but they do compression shorts, and I live by their compression shorts. Like same. boxers? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or are you running like them? boxer briefs? Same. I, I'll, oh. I'll do anything in them. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Why? Why are they? So, they don't. They don't move around. They stay. Well, they're seamless. So, oh, oh there's no rubbing going on oh. with because the, the stitching steam seams is where the rubbing goes. Yep. yep. So oh man, I saw that on uh, on on your Instagram. Is that the seamless? Is that what he's trying to right here? Yep. So th- these are exoskin compression shorts. Damn, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is, is that like padding too? No, it's oh, okay. it's just the weave of the material. Okay. And they're copper infused and oh man, it's just about and, to ask if there's copper involved because it yep. looks like it. And it's like if you if you guys listen to that Exoskin uh, podcast mm-hmm. that I did with Croy, uh, he goes into the technology of the material, and it, it truly is fascinating. What's a what's the cost of a pair of boxers? Forty fifty bucks. No, listen. What's 30? the cost? Of, what's the cost bucks? of chafing? Okay. Yeah, oh, that's you know, you know those, you, you'll pay, pay five hundred dollars for those underwear if you ain't gonna. Well, get and, and what's the durability? Because what I found is, and I've gone through 
a lot of different type of merino, mm-hmm. synthetics, first yeah, light, great. 32 degrees, you know. I'm with you, man. All so that stuff. I'm and like, I haven't found the one that's the one. Right now, as we speak, I'm wearing icebreakers. And you notice I'm not wearing them out doing anything because they're, they're fantastic, but they yeah. wear out. Mm. Yeah. This stuff, I've, I've been ultra running. In, I've only got one pair. How about that? And I'm putting and I put on I, I wear them multiple times a week. Can it go through a good pick? I was wondering oh, if yeah. he knows about the hard dig. You know what I'm talking about? The hard <laughs> dig, the pick, the dig. Because I you know, the smart wolves. You know what though? If you if you go <laughs> with the making it <laughs> it's too thin. Hey, hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If you pair it with the with the um the salty bridges. With the salty bridges, there should be no digs. There's always a dig. Well, you need Two rolls of toilet paper. Bring three. <laughs> you, need those, you need those salty britches baby wipes. <laughs> That's what they need you to should, There you go. There you go. There you go. Ask an ambassador. You can pitch that. New product. The wipes. The wipes. Yeah. I'm going to look into that underwear wipes. because, like I said, I've been trying all different kinds, <laughs> and I haven't found the one that's. But you're right. It's the seam. Mm-hmm. It's that seam, and like, why do they put the seam right here? Like, that's the worst spot. Where, so where like it chafes hard. Yeah. The the seams are they're gonna seem like they there, there is a seam at the waistband. There has to be. Yes, of course. But as far as going down your legs, <clears throat> no seams. It's all one piece. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I'm I want to try that. those out, man. Because I I'm the same way. Like I'm running Sitka, just polyester mm-hmm. boxers. Um, they work great, but. What you got to get a new pair re- every year. Well, th- yes, and then I regress back to polyester, which fucking stinks. Yeah. And they get that um, exogen mm-hmm. odor shit. That shit wears off, man. Yeah. It's good for like one or two trips and then a couple hard digs. What I've found. Your ass <laughs> what I've found is that this fabric. Throw away. Yeah, burn them. If this fabric gets a hole in it, the hole doesn't expand. Okay. Because I, I got an exoskin shirt that I've accidentally, you know, Got a, a hole yeah, in got it, a but, snag but, or something. but it's not. Mm-hmm. It, the hole doesn't expand. Yeah, that's where uh, like merino just will fall apart. Yep, yep. It's just like yep. Uh, the compression shorts and the t-shirt and the socks, dude. If you find a stream of running water, soak them up, scrub them, like rub them together, wring them out, let them dry, and they dry super quick. Oh, I bet they're good to go. Wow, good to go. They don't stink. What's nice, the benefit man. of um, the, the toe separation on those socks? Rubbing, I, yeah. so you don't I, rub yeah. between yeah. your toes. Your yeah. skin's not touching. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That'd be great for the kasug on like a hot day. Well, I'm thinking that's great for like when your feet are wet a lot. Yep. When oh, you're in waders, yeah. you're in wader boots, you're doing a float hunt, yep. you're doing a big fishing mm. trip, and you're just living in your wader boots. So well, shit, even with some lacrosse, you know, knee high boots, mm-hmm. where it's trapping moisture. Yep. Yeah, working in the winter time. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. So Whoa. light bulb just went off. Small small time company, veteran owned, great Beautiful. people, like fantastic mm. people. Because I've been living in extra tough uh, deck boots mm-hmm. all winter, shovel in the driveway, work. Because mm-hmm. you know we, you know, seventeen and a half feet of snow we got yep. everywhere I go, my fucking feet get wet. Yep. Those socks would be perfect for that. Like. I, I wear them on the runs, especially mm. like you guys were asking how I train. Like I, I train, I train outside as much as I can, and if I know my feet are going to get wet, I like I throw them on. Doesn't mm. it doesn't matter if I'm going for a mile or if I'm going for ten miles. Like, yeah, wet feet suck, but those make them 
Do they sell a knee high? Mm -hmm. So in their toe socks, they don't really do a knee high. They do a boot high. Okay. Do a boot okay, high. up the um, ankle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I couple that, and I like, like for a crew or whatever you yeah, call that. Yeah. So for mm -hmm. a, for a base layer, I'll rock a minus thirty three like wool layer. But like with that sock plus that wool, if if it gets wet up there, it, you know it's wool. It stays yeah. warm while it's wet at least. Yeah. And then I'm not worried about my socks being wet. I, because I feel like with that compression technology and the copper would be great up the calf. I was kind of talking to Croy so about all that. Sock, I think man, they're favorite. starting to let's go full quad to the quad. I mean, <laughs> well, they they do make <laughs> tights. The, the they they, they make tights. Oh, really? They make full length tights. Yeah. Okay. Paired with the socks. Yep, and they're. I don't know if that with they the hard did dig it. patch on the back. That's what I need. Yeah, that's what we need. Full, uh, rein, rein, rein like forced. a little four little four inch diameter <laughs> patch, like right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Gary. That just that's, yeah. Sounds like you know. some trauma happened. Yeah, yeah. There's been some things. <laughs> just say Gold Bond is our is our friend. That's been our Gold Bond, right? Uh, Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Fully medicated. Yeah. Don't get that one. The menthol. Yeah. No. Not, oh, not the menthol. Okay, no, the menthol. man. <laughs> not the menthol. Especially when your asshole hunting partner puts it on in the tea. Oh my like, god. Really, I didn't know I brought the menthol, man. It's like I'm like, tasting this you, shit. Are you fully medicated right now? <laughs> it smells like menthol. He's 300 yards up, up above you in the drainage, and you're just like, <laughs> smell gold pots. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, That's it funny. gets dirty out there, folks. It gets dirty. It does. It does. <laughs> Happens. Exoskin, man. Find yeah, it. Yeah. Well, Gary, we appreciate you oh, coming in, yeah. man. It was a, a pleasure to meet yeah. you. And and um, for people trying to find you on Instagram, it's persistence.hunter on Instagram. The website is still saltyhunter.com. There will be a persistence hunter. There will be a persistence hunter. Out, yeah. formally, okay. Will be soon formally known as the salty hunter. I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep the brand because I mean, I I got some ideas I might want to cook up here in the future. So okay, okay. yeah, good idea. Yeah. Um, thanks for your service mm. as well in the army. Sure. Oh, the mayor did it too. So. Oh, the mayor. Yep, he's got oh. his thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and pursue the podcast, man. You got to do it. Any anything that we can do to help you out, man. We're we are phone call away to help you get that thing rolling because I yeah. think that there is a big avenue for what you want to do there. And it's a community, bro. Yep. It is. It truly it is, is, man. It truly is. You know, we're that intimidation factor thing. Don't let that be a thing. You just make a few phone calls and we're in it together. Yeah. Yep. For yep. real. Well, you guys keep fucking crushing it. Thank you. Keep Thank crushing you. it. And it truly was an honor to be here. I, I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, man. Mayor, thank you. Sir, here yeah. for you. There's a lot of high expectations. I'm on here to crush them. <laughs> oh, on the meat? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. I just, I'm just, I just want some bull nuts. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> I'm just trying to get. It's some. ordered. It's okay. ordered. It's in the All cart. Right. You know what I think? Yeah, yeah. Gary wants some nil guy backstrap, <laughs> preferably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We. we it's get, on the order. We can get that. Okay. It's in the, it's in the cart. <laughs> it's in the I'll cart. take that instead of mountain lion. <laughs> I I can't get the mountain lion. Oh, that's off the see, table for sure. Show's over. <laughs> that's off the table for sure. I can get Bobcat. Let's right, to go with right. that. Yeah, that'd I be good. I mean, any, get Bobcat. I'm trying to just like shake that 
Well, I don't know if there's a negative narrative on cat meat. I just, I had never heard bad things about any big I'm cat trying meat. to get some shit that. Ain't nobody tried? Between, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's going to know now, but. Well, they won't know when it's cooked on the table. Unless Facts. it's got the label on it. No. Nope. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Nope. They won't know. Yeah. Right now, iguana. <laughs> turtle. <laughs> turtle. I'm going to bring all types of shit. Shit. Porcupine. What is this? Chicken. Uh, Porcupine is so good, too. Chicken. Yeah, oh. I heard, man. I ain't never had that. So good. There's some fat little bastards, too, man. Yeah. I look at them like, man, you peel all them quills off there, man. A little chunky little bastard. I've never processed one, but after you kill them, the quills lay down. They don't. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're not actively standing up. Yeah, because right. it's a muscle. Yep. And do the barbs kind of like. No. Nah. Okay. Because that's actually like built into the. the do you have to itself. pluck them out or do you just like gut them up the middle and skin around my, and then. My get buddy them didn't. Okay. He, just, he just went from, you know. The quills. The chin, quills. So. Once you flip them over his belly, there's no more quills underneath, nope. right? It's just. It's just fur. Like, okay. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. squil- quills are just on the backside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I have to harvest me one of those one of these days. Try it out. Shit. I always figure they taste like bark. Now, a friend of mine made some a couple months ago. Mm. Tastes like a rich beef stew. Oh, shit. It's so good. (laughs) Sounds like some pozzoli. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, thanks for having me. Thank Thank you, you, Gary. Gary. Hell yeah. And as always, Alaska, we love you. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO.
Oh. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek, upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they...